The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Some show tonight, guys. I can feel it. I feel it in my water, and by water, it means urine. I know I touched it. I wiggled on my hands. I could literally feel it. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. We've got Will Storm coming in uh, whenever he turns up. I mean, I, I, he said he was going to be about quarter past ten, so he's still got ten minutes to be on time. But, I mean, dear God, 10.15? What a weird time to agree. And you you mark my words, when he comes in, he's going to get a right royal rollicking, Catherine. Late night alternative, Ian Lee. Catherine, Catherine Boyle. Boyle. It's doing harmony. Catherine, Catherine Boyle. You do, the, you, do the, you do the melody and I'll do the harmony. What's the melody, though? Just your name. Catherine, Catherine. No, you're what? just do say it normally. Alright. Catherine. No, you're saying it like a dick. Say just say Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle. Say it now. Catherine. Ka- you're doing what? the thing. It's going all raga. Just say your name. Catherine Boyle. Say it. Catherine Boyle. There you go, that's it. <laughs> what the hell was that? I, it was a failed attempt to start a vocal duo group in the style of Dollar. 
That's what it was. And you, the, re, you're, the thing is, in this, I am um, the lady who I think was called Toulouse Lautrec, and you're David Van Dyke. Therese like, Bazaar. That was it. I thought it was Pamela Bazaar. Therese Bazaar. Therese Bazaar. Wasn't Therese, wasn't Pamela, wasn't Toulouse. It was Therese Bazaar. Hmm. Here we go. Oh. That reminds me, actually. I've got, I've got to do some work at the at my home tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've got to raise the the bar. Dr. Ray's Bazaar. It doesn't work. I thought it was Buzz. Bar. There's that Buzz. Okay, fine. So, busy show this evening, dear listener. 0344 499 What this show has needed for a long time, a really long time, is a campaign. Campaigns get you press. We're desperate to get press. It's season four of the Late Night Alternative. We've got another 12 months of this. And the way to get press, we don't press before, uh, by eating a pig's vagina, by falling down a well, by faking being attacked by an owl, and by saving a man's life. Can I just say I didn't do any of those things, especially not the vagina part. Okay. Um, but the, now, the step rule five is we need a campaign. We need a campaign. And here's the campaign we're going for. Forget kids who are dying. Forget old people that are dying. Forget anything to do with health, because that's just mucky. It's just, it's just a, a quagmire. It's just a quagmire. Um, uh, what we need, and I'm going to tell you this before you go downstairs to get our guest, who I believe has arrived. Uh-huh. What we need is a campaign, and the campaign is this. We are bringing back, when you get off the bus, shouting up to the front. Thank you, driver. Thanks, driver. We're bringing that back. That's the campaign. Now, it's a tough one. It's a real tough one. I do it all the time to the embarrassment of my kids. I don't think I've ever been on a bus with my kids. Uh, But what we need is we need um, audio and video clips of you, dear listener, using buses. And as you get off... Thanks, drive. Thanks, drive. So you can say that. Thanks, drive. Thank you, driver. Whatever. We need to bring this back. Are you with me or are you again me? Tom, Dick, and indeed Abdul. Oh, three... Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Will Store is in the building, Catherine. Can I send you on a mercy dash? Yeah. When do we start getting cross with him? Once he's sitting down? Oh. Or can soon... I do it up the stairs? No, no, no. You be no, no, no. Give me like lion, the lion's den. You bring him up all nice and friendly. As soon as he comes in, I am gonna, I am gonna um, rip him a new one. I don't know what you're typing, Amy, because I can't see it. Oh, he's uh, he's up here. Can he can't hear us? Can he? Oh shoot. Can I like when he gets in the doorway? Good, can I like, boot him in my foot? No, right, when he when he comes in, in, we're gonna we're gonna rip this guy a new a hole because I mean ten fifteen. He's a very... I mean, who does he think he is? He, he thinks he's some fancy, swanky writer. As soon as he comes in, we're going to dis- We're going to dis- Can he hear us now? OK, fine. Then you shouldn't have let him in, Amy, so we can hear the plan. When he comes in, we're going to give him a... Lo- he's there! Oh, God, look, I thought it was my reflection because of the... Go- Will, come in! Come in. We're going to tear this. him a new one. We're going to tear him a new one. This is going to be embar- or awkward for you, dear listener. You might want to switch off. We're going to destroy him. Here he comes. Come in, Will. Here he comes. Great to see you, Hi, buddy. <laughs> Hello, mate. How you doing? Good to see you. Yes, yes. Sit, da- sit, Will. Sit down. Sit down. Now, what are you, what's going on? I can hear nothing. Nothing. No, 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 nothing. Oh, no. Here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what was going on there. Get nice and close to that microphone because they're cheap. Uh, Catherine was thought it was rude that you, you've decided to come in at this time of night, and I said Will is a very busy man. Uh, Will is busy. He's got a new book out, The Science of Storytelling. Wow. He was a, a very important do today, probably to do with books and art and stuff. I'm guessing, and he can come in whenever, whatever time he wants. And you, she was like, oh, when he comes in, we're 
gonna do, we'll shout at him and we'll tell him he's rude. <laughs> you said you were gonna karate chop him in the windpipe. No, no, that is libelous. That is a lie. I wouldn't do that to Will. I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah, Ian, you're forgetting that I I did email and say I can be there at nine fifty five, but I, but I'm doing something. Is it okay? And he went, Yeah, of course. He said you can come in whenever you want, okay. mate. And now I'm getting grief. Are we on air? Exactly. I'm getting grief exactly on air. What happened? But it was the tone of the email that I found disrespectful <laughs> to you. Tell you what, let's. You you got a coat on. Take a coat off. Would you like a drink, Will? Oh, is this me is getting it, the drink? I'll go get it if you want. I don't mind going and get him a drink. I'd have bit, some water. Thank bit you. tense. You, you might want to come back another have, night, Will. You can have a hot one if you like. No, no, no. One. Thank you. A little bit tense tonight, Will. Maybe you won't be selling any copies of your book tonight. Oh, well. Let's take a break while Will no Storm gets himself comfortable. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin soaked boys and girls. Jacques Mondo. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio now, so you say no. If you carry on talking, if you want, but if you're about to reveal no, I'm not. intimate secrets, no, no, no. So Ian and I were just talking about my wonderful wife, who is a magazine editor. Yeah, and because she's a few years younger than me, and we've both been working our way up through the media, um, I've always been a few steps ahead of her. But that kind of switched around maybe five or six years ago when yeah. she got her first editorship. And um, I really quickly noticed the difference that makes because we were invited to drinks with some people in the media who we hadn't seen for quite a while. And we turned up and um, I was completely ignored. Wow, OK, yeah. For the first time. <laughs> All the attention was on this mm. amazing magazine editor. And, um, and I actually found it quite... Quite funny, you know. But you, it was a really interesting experience. Did you? How did? Right. Okay. So I, I would find it funny. I would yeah. find it interesting. But I've been thinking a lot about ego recently. And ego is something you can't really control. How did your ego react to it? Was there a bit of a the feeling? Here's the thing. My my ex wife. She used to hate it. And she's a reporter. She's a really really good reporter. But people would come up to me and they would they would come up to us and they would talk to me. Yeah. Because I'd been on. Yeah. You know, I was mm. a, I was a familiar face on the telly or radio and would just completely ignore her or go would you sorry could you just take a picture of us please you know a hand or phone or something. and that's what she to a certain extent was was perceived as i know that she hated it understandably so you know she found it really and she would quite often just go off and walk away and let us get on with it how did you how do you find how did you find that kind of shift in focus well um i mean not 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 too bad so the reason that why it wasn't too bad is because I see, you know, I see I see us as playing slightly different games. Yep. She's an editor, I'm a writer, and these are related but different things. Yeah. Um, and we had a situation last year where Farah wrote a brilliant book called The Discomfort Zone, mm. and suddenly she was playing my game. Right. And um, I did, I did wonder if Farah's book becomes a massive bestseller, how will I cope with that? Yeah. And I'm not sure. You know, I'd love to say. Oh, I was just supportive and proud of my wonderful wife. No, that's and it's not a gender thing. It's just purely an ego thing. Yeah, it's of like I, I think I would have, I genuinely think I would have found it difficult. And at one point, she said to me, um, "You know, if my book um, really does well, you're not going to be jealous, are you?" And I said to her, and I thought for a moment, and I thought, and I said to her. I can't promise you that. No, because that's <laughs> beyond your rational, yes. loving, logistical yeah, control. Yeah, and it was a slightly awkward moment that I, that I felt bad about. But, but, but at the same it time... was a huge flop, so... <laughs> no. You're going on Amazon leaving one-star reviews under different logins. It, it really was. No, it, it, I mean, it, it's done no. really well. So, but, but, but yeah, so, um, uh, so, 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 so that was the, the, the learning for me. So yeah. I, I don't want to sort of make out that I'm this sort of big man, oh, yes, I'm fine with her no. soaring celebrity. But um, I... I it, 
I don't see us as, as, as competing, and I think that's the difference. It's like a star is born, <clears throat> but in the literary world. That wasn't a cough to indicate anything. <laughs> I actually literally had to clear my throat then. That was a genuine, I'm clearing my throat, but it was like a star is born, one of our favourite films, Catherine. I hated that film. <laughs> yes. Um, I did too. Yes. It's so boring. Yeah, it's it is. Well, what else yes. was everyone seeing? Because they loved it, didn't they? Well, and I thought this, there was this moment in the car park where she was singing this song that was yeah, supposed we to be, we oh my God, women. she's a genius, and she's just shouting. Well, that's what that's what I do with my kids when I go. I think I've got a song, guys. Here we go. I love you so much, my baby. But it was like the worst Simon Cowell audition. Uh, but isn't it funny? After one listen, he managed to arrange and write the rest of the song, ready for it to be performed. Yeah. To her surprise. I yeah. have come to the conclusion, and I think I heard Limmy. I don't know if you're, how aware you are of Limmy. I love Limmy. Isn't he great? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think I heard him express it first, and I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I, I've come to the conclusion that I don't like stuff that everyone else likes not in any way just to be difficult or obtuse it's just i just don't like it star is born was getting four and five star reviews and i thought it was awful the ricky gervais program afterlife which everyone has raved about you like it a little bit I better it was than all right. me i thought it was all right i just i just watched it i watched the first 15 minutes and went, this isn't speaking to me there's so much stuff that everyone else is liking and i'm going i, I don't get it i don't understand what it is so maybe I'm just genetically predisposed to not like stuff. Maybe I'll get some miserable old gear. A contrarian. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. With it. I mean, I, I, I sort of departed from Ricky Gervais um, actually quite early during Extras. It was Extras. Yep. It was, I was a big fan of The Office. As every, you, of course. Were you a fan of The Office? I love The Office. So, so it's not everything. Yeah. Um, but, 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 I, um, but yeah, I, I, and I saw for work, um, I had to see his film. It wasn't The Office, it was the David Brent film. Oh, my God. I went to the premiere of that. Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the law of diminishing returns with him. It just, yeah. it's, it's all going down there. Yeah. And, and I, 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 you wonder who, who film, is... Who is the talent uh, behind... You might know, Ian. Who is the talent well, behind it, it would, The it Office? Would, it, well, it, it would appear that since he split up with Stephen Merchant, mm. Stephen Merchant seems to be going... Now, I didn't see the film that Merchant did with The Rock, but that got quite good reviews, the recent film he did. It would seem that Merchant is, you know... But hey, Gervais is getting paid... $70 billion dollars a year from reminding Netflix. us. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, we, we should, you've got a book. Yes. Did you bring it? Uh, no, but you've got one there. I've got it. <laughs> the Science of Storytelling, Will Store. Um, and bless you, I was, was away last week with my boys in the country. We rented a, like a cabin. It was, I make it sound more rustic than it was. It was a luxurious cabin with a hot tub uh, on some kind of cabin resort. Um, and uh, we've just had the, the best time. Uh, my seven-year-old has got this line now, which he, he came up with. He was, he, they got in the hot tub. Uh, every single day and every single night and I, I found some champagne plastic champagne flutes in and I poured orange juice in and then I got in the hot tub and my seven year old turned around to me and went more champagne beautiful and that, <laughs> and that line is, is, has stuck now that's now his catchphrase every time he sees me because he goes more champagne beautiful <laughs> and he's totally made it up himself but last week I got your lovely email saying I've got a new book out I don't in that very British way when yeah. you get Americans emailing I got a new book out where should I send it to you when can I come on yeah. uh, which is which I, I kind of respect <laughs> but a lovely email saying I've, I've got a new book I don't know if you'd be interested in having a look I went dude I love you I, I, <laughs> I, of course I would love to read it and when do you want to come on you yeah know, I was very flattered thank we're you big fans of yours Will There's, but I haven't read it no, 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 of course, you've only just got it like two days ago, so, yeah. So, the science of storytelling, and, well, you, t you, you tell us what it is. Well, it's, um, it, 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 I, I'm trying to kind of tackle the, the kind of ancient problem of how to tell a story, but from a, a scientific yes. kind of perspective. So, by using 
kind of the latest things that we know from psychology and neuroscience and evolutionary psychology, you know, how our minds have evolved to, to kind of show in a hopefully relatively new way how stories work. And you, this, I have read a little bit of it. This, because people will recognise you. You've been on the show before. You did uh, Will Saw versus the Supernatural, which yeah. is just a great read. And I, I you know, I don't want to take money out of your pocket. You can probably get it for a penny on Amazon. Uh, well, uh, the, the most. Yeah, you can probably uh, get three for one. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. it's such a good book. There's uh, Heretics we had you in. The last one was Selfie. Was that's that the last yeah, that's one? that's right, yeah. I'm yeah, missing yeah. one. I'm missing one, aren't I? Oh, there was a novel. Okay. Right. Everyone misses the novel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, in the introduction to the science of storytelling, the new one, you talk about how when you were writing the novel, you were reading loads of how to write a book book. Yeah, so, so I was researching the heretics, and the heretics, as you know, is, is about the psychology of belief. And, and the question that the heretics ask is, why do clever people end up believing crazy things? Yep. So it's not like, why do idiots... Because that's obvious. It's like, you know, how, how, does, how, how does David Irving, who was once this very well-respected historian not a stupid man, come to believe that Hitler was a friend of the Jews. Like, insane idea. Oh, the heretic... That's when you went on... That, this, is, oh, this is such a great book, because it was Heretics, wasn't it, where you went on a... Was it on an Irving... I went undercover. ...around yeah. Auschwitz or Walk, something? It was a holiday for seven days, yeah, around Holocaust sites with oh. Irving and a bunch of... I mean, it's, he's quite litigious. Yeah, but but no, they were. They were they, 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 <laughs> well well that, stopped. That, well said. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. remember this one because he's yeah. explaining the gas chambers to you that they're not gas chambers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, they could get out. So what yeah, he was sort of it's joking that he, there's the, he was pointing out there's the box office. Uh, it, like, it was a joke. Uh, but, um, uh, but no, but there were I genuine. Open with that one, David. But yeah, we yeah. Get... <laughs> there was there were genuine Nazis there. There was the guy who uh, had had a um, a tattoo of some sort of Panzer division on his body somewhere wow. like, yeah so there were genuine holocaust deniers there yeah. um with him uh, i'm not saying that he is one no of course um, but he certainly was one at one point uh, i think we can say that um but 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 there, there, there were lots of holocaust deniers there and, and i was trying to blend in uh, with him for a week so that, that was part of the heretics to, to understand how is it that these people and david irving himself come to believe these insane things and one of the really interesting things that i found was that um a lot of these people on that trip had parents that were literally Nazis in the Second World War. Wow. So their mums okay. or dads, um, probably dads, uh, were, were Nazis, yeah. were actual Nazis. And, and, and so on, on the last night of this trip with David Irving, um, there was this um, uh, a celebratory viewing of Downfall, the, the, <laughs> the film. <laughs> no, it wasn't really celebratory, but it was like, you know, it was it like was a gala. They're all crying at the end. A gala viewing of, of Downfall, <laughs> which, of course, is the ger fantastic German film about the, the last days in the bunker. Yeah. And one of the guys on the trip excused himself because his father was there and he found it too upsetting. Oh, God, they actually were crying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, but, but, but seriously, so, so the thing I thought was really interesting was that these were... Uh, and, and the kind of knotty thing, the thing about storytelling that kind of fascinates me is this is very simplistic. The brain is a storyteller and stories in novels, films, cartoons, fairy tales mimic what the brain does to us all the time. Yeah. The, the 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 mind the self is a story, um, uh, and it's a simplistic story. And 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 the simplistic story about these people—they were just all horrible Nazis, awful, awful, awful. And of course, they weren't all wonderful. But some of these guys were really, really nice to me. Yeah, of course. Um, so 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 at the beginning of the trip, I I, I kind of. I was going to say shot my load. I, I want to use wow. that phrase, but I was Gosh. interviewing David Irving. This is escalated. Uh, it? And it became obvious that I wasn't necessarily on his side, and he right. kind of stomped off. And I was panicking because I spent all this money on this trip, and I needed to have to get more out of him. And I, and he promised he would he would um, sit down with me later, and but he kept putting it off. And I was confiding in the Nazis, saying, "Oh, 
I'm really worried because David Irving promised me time. He's not giving it to me. And then at the end of every day, we'd have this meeting and, and there would be like a lecture and there'd be lots of questions uh, afterwards. And it turned out that um, all the Nazis had conspired behind my back to ask questions of David Irving that they thought would be useful would to my you. book project. Isn't and that it was nice? like such a nice thing. It was really nice thing. <laughs> thing is we, think, we think of Nazis as evil and it's an evil ideology, but of course... You know, they feed their pets and they love their mums. You know, of course there yeah, is there is yeah, niceness around that denying the Holocaust and hating Jews. You know, I'm not making light of it, <laughs> no, but that's, no. there is that niceness well, around it. My, my kind of, um, you know, my, one of my, well, the, kind of the idea that came out of that was that, was that not all of them, of course, but, 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 but a lot of them, it seemed to me, were on this lifelong mission to defend the reputation of their parents who they loved. Right, right. So the, the thing that comes first is, I love my dad, mm. I love my mum. But the rest of the world is telling me Nazis are synonym, synonym for evil. So it can't be true. Mm. So you go on this lifelong mission looking for evidence everywhere that it's not true. And, of course, that's how you become a Holocaust denier because you find all this, in inverted commas, evidence that it's a whatever. When I was away last week, my light reading was a book written by Mae West, one of the daughters of Fred and Rose West. Ooh. Really good book. Came out last year. It's called um, With Love From Mum. And... Um, I get confused with with the, the the family tree. I think she was possibly the fourth child because Fred had a couple of daughters before. There was Charmaine, and there was Anne Marie, and then there was Heather, who was the one they murdered. And and I think she, May came came forth. Um, and it's not really about Fred West. It's about her relationship with with Rose West, and for the daughter's relationship with Rose West, and for a lot of it. For most of the book, even when she's Rose West is in prison and has been found guilty, May still can't believe. Wow! That her mum, even yeah. though her mum used to beat her, yeah. even though her mum knew that their dad sexually abused them and would kind of laugh it off, even though the mum would would lock them in a, you know, did terrible, terrible things. Yeah, she still can't quite believe, despite all the, she does, she does towards the end. Spoiler alert. But for most, she still can't quite believe that her mum was capable of murdering her sister. Yeah. Was involved in the murders of the nine, I think, other nine other women. Was involved. She can't yeah. buy into that because that's her mum. Yeah. And, and she, she goes, I can believe it. My daddy was weird and he, you know, and he abused us. But <coughs> I cannot get my head around. And part of it was that, that when Fred was arrested, such a good book. When Fred was ar- arrested, the, the couple, one of the daughters and the son and Rose were put in a safe house where, where they were being bugged, but they were locked in this safe house for a long time. And Rose West was kind of brainwashing them, just going, you're, I can't believe your effing dad has got me in this effing trouble again. I can't believe he's done this. I didn't know when. And so she was just getting constantly on a loop. And, and, and she still struggles to accept her mum... Did all of those? I just find that fascinating things. because that's exactly the, what I was seeing in these people yeah. on this Holocaust thing. They were, they were, they were essentially decent people who um, have made a mistake. Yeah, and the mistake is rooted in their love for their parents, just like um, this daughter of, yeah. of Rose West. Who, um, and this is what this is really what the science of storytelling is about. It, it, it's a, it's about th- these characters that we meet in story who are absolutely convinced of a thing. Um, and um, uh, the, the story is there to kind of shake them out of that kind of misbelief. And as you know from from from, from the stuff in the Heretics, the, uh, the, the, when we talk about how the story manifests in the brain, the, the, the st- 
sort of slightly hard to, to explain, but the, like the reality is that we experience is a story. It's, you know, it, 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 it's 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 we see evidence everywhere that backs up our biases and misbeliefs yeah. and prejudices. So it's so hard to think your way out of the story that your brain's telling you. It really is possible that that that, that your most deeply held beliefs about the world are completely wrong, but it doesn't feel like they're wrong well, they're because it's because they form the structure of the reality as you experience it in your head. Is it heretics? Selfie, I get the two slightly confused. Where the, the, the everything we see happened like a second ago, two that seconds ago. Heretics, heretics. Wasn't it? heretics. Yeah. So, so the brain is constantly filling in the blanks yeah. and making up a narrative. Yeah. So what of, you see is very narrow, and the rest is made up. Uh, yes, yeah, they call it a controlled hallucination. So we, we, so, so, so we feel like we're looking out of our heads. Yeah. Into the world, but we're not. Informa- if you think about it, I always get uncomfortable in- when you talk in- about this because my eye—I I don't know where to look. Go on. Information only comes in, and that's one way. Yeah. So it comes into your brain, and, and that's where it stays. So you're not looking out at anything. Everything that you experience is out there. Is actually in there. Yeah. So, 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 and it takes some time for all that information to travel from your senses into the brain, and the brain to convert that into this controlled hallucination of reality. And so, so, in order to, to to help us interact with the now, it has to throw us forward. I mean, there, there are kind of variations in the predictions of how much that forward is. But if you're throwing a ball, if someone throws a ball at you, your brain moves it fractionally forward so you can catch it. Otherwise, you'd miss it. And so that's kind of an example of of, of I don't want you know keep going on about the heretics. It is a great book, by the way, dear listener. I thoroughly recommend it. But but the, but the brain is const- is a storytelling machine. Yeah. It's constantly telling stories. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and you say in, in in the bit of the book I have read, it's not. It's not actually the scenario or so much what happens. It's the characters that interest us. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, 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 so if you read most books on storytelling, um, they tell you um, how to tell a story in the form of a structure. Yeah. So, so what people have done before is they've, 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 taken, they've taken all the great stories and they've compared them together and they've kind of run their divining rods over them and seen what they've got in common. And then they've gone, okay, well, this is the perfect story. Like the Joseph Campbell monomyth is the most famous one. And they go, this is a story. And so the only way to describe the perfect story is by des- describing a kind of sequence of events. Mm. So you've got this kind of recipe solution for storytelling, which is kind of what we're surrounded by in Hollywood, in long-form TV, in lots of commercial fiction. It's kind of recipe for storytelling Mm. but if you start with the mind and the brain you start off somewhere else and that's with a character because of course mind and brain is about personality and who we are Mm. and 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 for me that's a much more interesting kind of idea about storytelling and and so what emerges from that is that yes all this stuff tends to happen in story and some often in a in a certain sequence but the most simple form of that is crisis struggle resolution the Mm. classic kind of three act um uh, but but what's really going on under, under the hood, uh, as it were, is that is that at the beginning it's really about character. It's about who we are. So um, w- humans are a, are a weird kind of ape. Like we're not like an ape. We actually are an ape. Yeah. Uh, but and, and we're weird because we're hypersocial. Um, and so there's a there's a very famous psychologist called Jonathan Haidt, um, who, who's also an author, and he says that we're so social. We're part B. So, so we really are unbelievably collaborative and social, and that's how we've dominated the earth is mm. by working together in groups, and that's always so kind of, kind of, um, kind of, kind of groupish. Well, that's why I voted Brexit. Sorry, carry on. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, 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 so and, and that's that's our environment. So, 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 so in order to, so, so, dogs live in a world of smell. Yeah. Knife fish live in a world of electricity. Um, moles live in a world of touch, but humans live in a world of other minds. We're constantly worrying thinking talking about other minds because that's how we have to that that that's the that's the realm we have to understand in order to get what we want out yeah. of life which is to survive and reproduce and so that's what story is so so just like a dog 
I walk my dogs every day. They spend all their time sniffing stuff. And I'm like, why are you sniffing all that? It's so boring. But it's not boring to them because they live in a world of smells. The smell is infinitely interesting yeah. to them. And story is infinitely interesting to us because it's about minds. It's about other people. So what story is always asking of its characters is, who is this person? Yeah. Who is this person really? You know, I, I, I see you've got the Frank Sidebottom T-shirt on. Yes. And I, I saw the documentary last Isn't week. Isn't it brilliant? Absolutely brilliant. It's so good. And I'm not a fan of Frank Sidebottom. No. I know you are, no offence. But I, I, but, but I thought it was an amazing film because he was a fascinating character. Yes. Who is this person? Yeah. And the film worked because it was a brilliant deep exploration of this really fascinating man uh, and it's fascinating and, and so, so so that's that's what stories are they are you, you take these kind of flawed characters who do weird things and the plot puts them under a lot of pressure and the the, the job of the plot really is to put huge pressure on to force them to kind of show who they really yeah. are so if you think about some of your kind of famous scenes in fiction or movies some of the most dramatic scenes we have are when people are feeling under immense pressure and they're forced to choose, am I going to be this person or am I going to be this person? Mm. And that's that, to me, is the kind of essence of drama. Well, a lot of the hero stories, the, 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 the Star Wars, it's where someone is, you know, their, their intent is pure, but they're not very skillful or, or haven't quite got that killing thing. And they go off and they are tried and tested and put through all kinds of ridiculous tortures and things. And then they come out, you know, from the boy to the man. But that's the classic story, isn't yeah. it? You can look back to the Greek myths for things like yeah, that. Yeah, and what course. it says to man is, you are better than you realise. And yeah. actually, you are uh, amazing. And then there is hope in but life. But you have to go through hardship yeah. to reach your full potential. You can, you can train and you can think about it, but you've actually got to suffer to, mm -hmm. to, to a certain extent to come out the other side. You mentioned as, as well about the... Um, so much money is made in stories, books and, and yeah. movies primarily, and video games as well, actually, you mentioned. But so much of them, so many movies now, are these really crap... They're done by corporation. It's, you know, and having worked in TV a while ago, it's, it's, it, it, it's very rarely is it one person's vision of, I've got this idea and this is what I want to do. There are a few examples, and those are normally the best things. We talk about The Office. The Office was two people's vision, and... Um, I know that Steve and Ricky, they managed to bat off every bit of input that the BBC made. And they said, we're going to do this, but only if you let us do it our yeah, way. Yeah. And so there's, there's hardly any input from the producers. But there's great characters in The Office. Yes. Really good, yeah. genuine, three-dimensional characters, which you don't find, as far as I'm concerned, in some of Ricky Gervais's later well, work. Well, you suspect that other people have kind of got involved. And this is it. So many movies, so many of the big movies, you know that it's it's been through a writer, then it's been through a director, then it's been through five producers, then it's been through the, the commissioning editor, then it's been through a head of a studio. It's just it's just filtered away and it's it's almost like, uh, you know, an adventure by numbers. You know, you, 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 you'd follow these, you've got to hit these specific points, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's how it works. And, uh, yeah, absolutely right. And, and, and there's a good reason for that. I, I was just sort of talking. I was at, the thing I was at tonight was a, was actually a storytelling course by other people. Um, John York, the brilliant author wow. of Into the Woods, you yeah. know, so, so so kind of the, the, the kind of godfather of, of all this stuff. And, and and Tim Lott, the novelist, and and Tim Lott was making the point early this evening that that that, that um, film costs a huge amount of money to make. So there's investors want to know they want some kind of science involved or some kind of yeah. like. So we're we hitting all the story beats, and I think that's why it becomes so formulaic and and uh, uh, because it because there's a lot of money at stake. And it doesn't cost money to much money to publish a book. Yeah. Uh, 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 so, so, so there's less risk involved. So, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're talking to Will Stall. The book is the science of storytelling. I shall do links and what have you on Twitter in a minute. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Story, 
parts and I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. Uh, we've got Will Storr, who's got a new book, The Science of Storytelling. I did a tweet earlier on, and I wasn't thinking, I called it The Art of Storytelling, and someone kind of pulled me up before you saw it. You didn't even know about it, and now I've told you. Idiot. Balls. Idiot. Absolute idiot. Um, why did you write this? Because this your, your usual stuff is going out with people on the fringes of society, whether it be ghost hunters or, or whoever, and finding out what makes them tick or how they fit in. So why have you written... It's kind of an you know an instruction manual for telling stories. <laughs> yeah, well, because it, it it became a bit of an obsession after the heretics. Uh, this idea of the brain as a storyteller it changed yeah. the way I I saw myself. It changed the way I saw everybody else in my life. It changed the way I wrote, and then I carried on the exploration in selfie, talking about how we're a cultural self too. And then I started teaching courses, teaching other writers how to how to wow. you know to storytelling. So so, so I, I wanted to kind of close that chapter in my career and go this yeah. is what I've learned about the brain as a storyteller before I moved on I mean, and, and initially because I, I wrote that novel um, uh, and, um, uh, and and the novel was kind of trying to work out how how does storytelling work and uh, you know I think I was partially successful but but um, but but I wanted to I wanted to write the storytelling book that I wish I'd had when I was writing my novel you mentioned at the start that you you read a few when you were writing yeah. the novel were they any I've never read one are they any good they're, 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 they are they're all, there's lots of useful ones I'd especially recommend John York's Into the Woods Christopher Booker's The Seven Basic Plots um, if for, for anybody's interested because I've always <laughs> imagined that, that writers just go I've, I've got a book I'm in me and I'm going to write and they just sit down and they write That's it and they pour it out and it's a little say. edited a little bit That's what they say I don't think it's true that often really? I think they secretly have all the books um, so, 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 the, so what interested me in the idea was that I, I was trying to struggling with my novel reading all these books whilst working on heretics and interviewing some of the world's best neuroscientists and psychologists and what they were saying about how the brain processes our sense of self were the same things as what the storytelling right. people were saying about how you tell stories. And I was like, oh, my God, they're, like, they're saying the same thing. So I, I, I thought it might be interesting to put them together, which is kind of what I did in, in The Heretics, mm. but this is the kind of... Uh, I've just opened it. Uh, compressed time. Story time is compressed time. <laughs> and it is, isn't it? Because, I mean, a, a, a film... Well, films, films are not 90 minutes anymore. When, I don't know when they started becoming two and a half hours long. That's ridiculous. Tell a story in 90 minutes, please. But it is, isn't it? It's, it's a, a book, you know, a good book, you can read it in a couple of days mm. if you sit down. and. But it can cover... A hundred years. That's right, Gandhi's three hours, but 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 you still feel like you've seen all of his life. Yeah, like it feels it feels real, and, and that's part of what the brain's doing when it's kind of producing this story of of us. It's it's radically simplifying reality. That's part of the the the, the job. Like we're surrounded by chaos and chaotic information and contrary information, and it turns the narrative of our lives into this very simplistic um, kind of cause and effect uh, uh, journey. It populates it with heroes and villains. It gives us a kind of a yeah. quest to go on. And uh, if we're psychologically healthy, that's what's going on. We are we are kind of experiencing our lives as this David and Goliath um, journey, which is which is very very fictional. And 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 and, and sort of the, what the book sort of goes into is, I, I think, some of the some of the problems that this leads us to in real life. So the, we don't when we come across people who who don't see the world as we do rather than going oh that's interesting that's odd how how they have these different beliefs to us they become villains yeah. and we start to hate them and disparage them and other them and call them evil and nasty and we see so much of that at the moment and it's just people's storytelling brains working overtime 
Well, I mean, the obvious example of that, of course, is, is, is uh, we don't say his name too often on the show, but people like Tommy Robinson and, and oh. the, 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 you know, the hatred directed towards Muslims because yes. because they are they look different, but also their their god is a different color, and they and, and, and so you're saying that's kind of part of the the normal mental process is if people are significantly different or we we can perceive them, it's what happens every time in in, in economic hardship mm. is it's not your fault because you're a white middle class guy it's not your fault okay? it's not my fault it's their fault because yes. they look a little bit different well, to, to a us. certain to a certain kind of person yes because, because yes. underneath all of this we're tribal animals we're yeah. the main tribal animals so 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 one of the things that, com- that, that, that that binds us together in our tribes is, is that we share a story of the world, a simplistic narrative of the world. Yeah. And like a story in a movie, like a story in a book, a story is this kind of is this kind of sequence of causes and effects. And we look out into the world at the stuff that's happening, and we and we construct this simplistic narrative of cause and effect. So in terms of hardship, a certain kind of person, a right, a really right wing person in that kind of tribe, will look out into the world and see whether it's Muslims or whether it's Mexicans in kind of Trump's America, and yeah, see yeah. well, this is the cause and effect this is the cause that's, that, that, that's having this negative effect on my people um uh, uh, but but of course that's not that's not everyone people on the left will go well uh, they'll have a different yeah, narrative of course, of cause yeah. and effect. there's a brilliant there's a brilliant paragraph i've literally read the first two chapters i'm sorry <laughs> but the beginning um uh, we beetle away happily into our minutes hours and days with the fact of the void the fact we're all going to die hovering over us to look directly into it and respond with an entirely rational descent into despair is to be diagnosed with a mental health condition you're right we're all going to die <laughs> and you could die on the way home tonight yeah. uh, uh, hopefully you've, yeah, you've got well, another 35 40 40 years but you're gonna top you're (laughs) gonna die and uh, uh, you're gonna die Catherine I'm I'm gonna die but we all kind of just carry on but that's almost ignoring that that's part of the part of the reason that the brain tells this heroic story this optimistic story the world because it gets us out of bed in the morning yeah so uh, there's an idea in psychology they call it depressive realism also when they test depressed people's instincts about life uh, and about their own kind of chances for success in the world and, and kind of the nature of reality, they, they, they find that depressed people are more in touch with reality than happy people. Right, yeah. So to a certain yeah. extent, happiness itself is a delusion. Yeah. Um, they, they, there's one of these studies, I think I write about it in, in The Science of Storytelling, where they got um, people who work in a restaurant to, um, uh, to uh, uh, write out all the kind of positive things that might happen for them and also the, 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 the positive things that might happen for the people that they work with that they liked. And there were far more things for them right. than the people around them. We know we're all if we're if we're not suffering from clinical depression um, or something like that. You know we're we're all um, uh, kind of being deluded by this yeah. optimistic story that says that we are this amazing David on this journey yeah. to make our life and our lives and the world around us is going to is going to become better and better and better. And sadly, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if next holiday makes you feel like a superstar, you yeah. go for it. But the great thing about the storytelling brain is that even when we're hit with failure, we feel terrible for a while, but we pick ourselves up, yeah. don't we? It's going to lead to better things. The next time. Well, this is my new thing that I've really g- g- grasped onto, is that this everything we're doing now, your book, this radio show, everything, we are literally just filling time until we die. <laughs> this, this show until one o'clock is to hopefully make you feel a little bit better as yeah. you edge ever closer towards your inevitable <laughs> death. That's going to happen. Yeah. How do you teach a, a, like a writing class i just when you mentioned it <laughs> i have an image of like loads of adults sat at desks and you kind of walking 
up and down, <laughs> looking over their shoulders, going, hmm, yeah, very good. Well, I would change that. How do you do that? I'm sure it's not like that. It's How a bit you, like that. Is it? No, no. So, so, so I, I, when I first started doing the course, it was basically me talking for like four and a half hours. And by the end of it, everybody wanted to kill themselves. Like that, <laughs> that, that, that happy delusional d- d- yeah. thing just, just, just exploded. And they just, so I had to, I had to sort of work out a new thing. So, what, so it's kind of broken down into 10 little mini talks. Right. And, and they're broken up with like video clips. We look at things like everything from Citizen Kane. So Walter White, um, Breaking Bad. When the teacher wheels yeah. in the VHS <laughs> exactly. Everyone loves it. Everyone's, yeah. like, everyone's yeah. like, oh, God, thank God. You know, so, 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 so yeah, I, I, for, for, I do like a week-long course. And for that, I've, and I've who edited... comes to those? Is it, is it novelists? Is it um, journalists? Or, or is it everybody? Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of novelists. It's some screenwriters. Right. Um, uh, and and um, it's often people who are kind of middle-aged who've just decided, right, uh, the, t- the time has come. Okay. I'm going to follow my dreams okay. and write a novel. And I want to know how it works. But it's always it's people at all levels uh, of the of the, in the kind of spectrum. I, I had a great um, message from the brilliant Charlie Higson um, the yeah, other day, yeah. who's no storytelling slouch, who, who 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 was very happy with the book and said it was wow. um, one of the few useful ones he'd read. So that oh, was really brilliant. great. So so it's. It, I, 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 I think what I'm sort of ha- really happy about is that it, I feel like it's a, offering something genuinely new. By, yeah. Uh, the scientific approach and psychological approach. I've just reminded, we had a caller from the States. Yeah. I can't remember where he was from. A guy who... You talk about people in middle age, you know, going, oh, I'm, I'm going to write the book. And years ago, it used to be called Vanity Publishing, yes. didn't it? Where you would you would go and get a thousand copies of your book printed. <laughs> and now, it, it's incredible because you go to a website like Unbound or there's, there's loads of others and that will print on demand, you yeah. know. So you write a book and if you sell 10 copies, they'll print 10 copies. And it's, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's, it's kind of lovely and they, and they look like, in inverted commas, real books. But we had a guy from America. Mm-hmm. Was it him or his wife that phoned up first? I can't remember. His wife spoke first and then she his, passed the phone uh, who, to him. Who'd written a book, and he really wanted to publicise it, so he was just looking online for like radio stations, and he saw Talk Radio UK. Yeah. It's like, wow, okay. So he, I think he emailed us or something, and it popped up on the screen saying, "I've written a book. Would, would love to." So we just phoned him up straight away. This guy, and it was, you know, we, I, I paid. I can't remember I, what it was about. I've, I've got it on my computer somewhere. I paid the eight dollars for the download. <laughs> it's not a great book, but. But he made something. He made something. And then his wife phoned up again, didn't she, about a month ago, saying he's nearly finished his second novel. <laughs> I don't suppose you'd be interested. Get him on. Get him on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, he's from Texas or something. He's got a very broad uh-huh. Texan accent selling his his book. Good for him. Yeah, good. When I say he's, he's David fighting the Goliath. Yes. He's, I'm going to be a novelist and I'm going to get all these knockbacks, but it's going to happen. Yeah. And that's human ingenuity that's human progress that's what's built the civilised world so you can't knock it oh well we well, can knock it you can because <laughs> I blame Fifty Shades of Grey because yeah. wasn't that a self-published yeah, 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 book yeah, first yeah. well I actually write about that in terms of storytelling so re- I thought it was really interesting so that, that there, were, there, there was a data analyst and a publisher that got together a couple of years ago and, and they built this algorithm that you could, I don't know how it works. You basically feed a book into the computer. I'm imagining that somebody's shoveling pages into a slot, but I don't think that's how it works. And it can predict a New York Times bestseller with an accuracy of 83%, I think it is. So wow. it's a pretty good thing. I don't know what the yeah, like, thing. Um, and, and, and they analysed Fifty Shades of Grey, because it's the big mystery in public. How the hell did this yeah. book end up becoming successful? Um, and it had this really weird plot shape. They plotted it on a graph, and it's just these regular ups and downs, which you don't often see in story. Well, that's the bedroom scene, isn't it? The and, and downs, yeah. They weren't regular. But, but, but then they um, they also did the same thing with that... Um, uh, what was that other oh, book that yeah. came out of nowhere and sold millions? It had Tom Hanks in the film, The Da Vinci Code. Oh, da Vinci oh, yeah. Code. And yeah. it had almost exactly the same plot oh. shape. So, so there's something... 
there's some weird alchemy that both Dan Brown and um, E.L. E. L. James. E. L. James. E. L. James yes. had both perhaps by chance yeah. hit upon where where, where so, so I talk oh, about it, that in the was book was it Fifty Shades of Grey wasn't it a Twilight yeah that's fan it. fiction yeah, it, that's exactly novel. what yeah. it was she thought oh I'm not I'm not done here let me <laughs> let me write it for myself and yeah so she's happened upon this thing that's turned out to be a massive money spinner and, and, a, and a range of terrible films <laughs> yes 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 and presum- is it, presumably it's outsold is it outsold Twilight I don't know have you I, I don't want to show off Will but have you had ever had any fan erotic fan fiction written about you Oh, are you joking? Of course I haven't. Well, I'm, I'm, if you're lucky, I might toss them <laughs> uh, off. I see. I, 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 he has got some. I've got, I've got, well, I've, I've got quite a bit. I've got quite a bit of erotic fan fiction. Uh, can we have some? Can we read uh, it out? It's late. Uh, we, Catherine, do you want to find? I had a look last week, actually. Did she, you? Yeah, oh, because oh, you think it's you think I think it's, it's hilarious. You think it's <laughs> Can't funny. say it out loud. Well, though, one of them, right, so one, there's a few, there's a few, but mainly since the jungle. And there was a few, and then one young lady messaged me on Twitter and said, oh, thanks for reading out my fiction. I went, oh, OK, you know, yeah. we, we thought it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Um, and then I clicked on her bio, 15 years old. So that was the end. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, Ooh. I know. Wow. Wowzers. <laughs> so have you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, now, now, Will, this is, this oh, is proper. I can't I'm read excited. this out. You've got to read I'm it. excited. Oh, Where are we? Um, hey, hey. No, so, hang on. Yeah, no, this is... Is this me? Uh, no. Oh, no, so this is, this is, this this is, is Grace. 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 Hey, hey, I smile, skipping down the little slope beside the red throne where Stanley Johnson is sat. What are we all chatting about then? So this is in the jungle. Oh, right, yeah. Looking at my side, I sit down on the log with Ian on my immediate left, Amir on Ian's left and Jenny to my right. Just about how Ian is a great guy, Amir starts off. Amir must be around 30, but Ian a little younger. Thank you. Dark brown hair coating over a face with lit up eyes. Charismatic, charming and good looking. Good looking. Good looking. That's later. You're jumping forwards. Ian's a hit with the ladies in camp uh, Camp for Sure. Especially after eating those strawberries, Amir says. I let out a breath, feeling my stomach drop, as the arise of this incident again is going to inevitably result in drama. The whole camp... St- Let me get to the rude bit. Yeah. Um, uh, hang on a minute. It's, it's, it's quite it's boring. It's really rude, this one. It's kind of oh, well, um, well, well, the, the promise of a kiss and, and, and a uh, date. I mean, she's 15, so... Uh, just as well, well, no. Just as well. Or, or when that, what, well, then don't try, stop trying to entrap me. For crying out loud. Yeah, let's Here get it goes. One. I want some... Cheers, I thank, uh, I think, thank, lifting my head up and grabbing Ian's, letting him pull me up from the floor. Can I just say, this is great the way Will's coming to promote the book. <laughs> We've made it all about me. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> this is what it should be. This is show business. Right, listen, the book is The Science of Storytelling by Will Store. I will, I will, and you're at W Store on yeah, Twitter. S T O R R. I'll tweet a link during the news if, if people want to go and check this out. Are you, have you got ideas percolating for the next thing? Yes. Have you left those kind of investigative books behind? No. I, I'm going to go back there. Okay. Um, so, so yes, for the next book. So my next book is going to be about status. It's all about status. Okay. Um, about how important status is to our sense of well-being. Yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know quite what I'm going to do yet, but one, one of the things I really want to do is to... Um, go and find a community where they believe they're living without any hierarchy and status and see what that's like. Because my, oh, wow. my, my idea is I bet they're not. I bet there are leaders. So you think that it's it's that, that somehow it is it will it will always appear exactly. that someone has to take control. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's you never get anything yeah. done, will yeah. you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure well, the, the first one that springs to mind is the Amish, but I'm guessing they must have leaders. Of course they have. Of course they do. They might pretend that. Is that because because to me that the biggest experiment in that was communism, and that, and that's, that's right. George Orwell. Yeah. You know, like, it, it was just it's a crazy idea that there's no status. You want to find a load of off-grid hippies? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what well, they'll be off-grid though. You won't be able to find them. You can't just go. Can't, <laughs> can't just email. Go on can't Facebook. tweet them. <laughs> so how, and so, how do you do it? Do you 
just you, you're, you're out walking. I get my best ideas when I'm out walking. Yeah. I, I don't have a dog anymore, but, but when I go back home with the boys and I go out for a walk with the dog, that's kind of when Kath will be bombarded with text going, right, I've got this idea and this idea. Is that how you do it, or do you sit at a computer? No, that's and exactly right, yeah. So I walk my dogs twice a day, right? and um, I have my phone and Google Keep. And, um, What's Google Keep? It's, this, it's, it's, this, it's a great app, um, uh, and it's just notes, and it syncs with everything. Oh, yeah, wow. also, and you can talk to it. So I'm walking. I'm, I'm walking the dogs, talking to my phone, going. This is future, future yeah. man, we've got in here. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's free. <laughs> uh, and so, so yeah, everyone obviously who lives near me thinks I'm this lunatic who goes around <laughs> just talking out loud about. Um, they don't realise you're the working. History of mankind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. So status is the next thing, but but. Very, very early stages. Yeah, I haven't You've even started done yet. Anything yeah, like. it's going to be out in 2021. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll see you then. <laughs> you could be dead by then, Will. Yeah, I could We've be established dead. this. Yeah, yeah. I love I that confidence. I'll be out by t- I've been working on a book for six years. Six years. Mm. You, you have. For six years, what though. What book is it? It's a book. I think I mentioned it to you before, uh, and obviously it didn't have much of an impact. <laughs> each chapter is a different TV show that I've worked on. Oh. And going into intricate detail of, of what an arsehole I was in some cases, what other... Uh, what an arsehole. Like, I would read that in a second. I know, but it turns out writing a book, Will, is really, really hard. You need a ghostwriter, mate. How much do you charge these days? <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it off here. That laugh means he's expensive. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, it's always lovely to see you. Anytime you want to come in, um, I mean, te- traditionally guests come in at the top of the hour, but that's fine. <laughs> the science... Of storytelling. I can't look at him, Catherine. Is he angry? Uh, Will Store, S-T-O-R-R. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet a link to it. Amazon, any... I mean, is there a better place for you? Do Is there a place you get Do you know who money? support me? Yeah. Foils. Foils. They're very supportive of me. We'll so, find yeah. the link for Foils then. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll send and that out. And they can send prefer. it out. They, they can post the book to you as Brilliant. well. Brilliant. I always yeah. prefer doing that if we yeah. can if we can avoid it. Uh, the show continues. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
344-499-1000 MT Switchboard, dear listener, MT Switchboard. We're going to start thanking the bus driver, guys. We're going to start thanking them. segue coming up. Here it comes. You ready? Here it goes. There we go. It was actually quite smooth. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you to Will. I've just um, tweeted a link to buy his book at Foils, his bookshop of choice, dear listener. Uh, late night alternative, weeknights from ten with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. You can phone in, Miss Black. Sorry, she can't phone in. Well, maybe she could if David Babcock is listening. Um, you can phone in, dear listener, about absolutely anything you want. Big, small, um, uh, macro or micro. They mean the same things. Uh, don't wait for us to put out a question or a topic. You are welcome to pick up the telephone and dial about absolutely anything. 0344 very much indeed. Uh, can I say thank you as well to the black cab driver today who rightfully, rightfully called me out for being a dick on the road. <laughs> uh, since the car accident uh, I was in that was, was just horrendous, and if, 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 at some point we may go into a little bit more detail of just how horrendous it was. Um, my driving has been impeccable. I'm driving a bigger car than I've ever driven before because I wanted something that was built like a tank. I don't think a Nissan Qashqai is actually built like a tank, but to me it certainly feels uh, more protective uh, of its cargo than uh, my crappy old Volkswagen Polo. Volkswagen. 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 That's how I'm saying it today. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. (laughs) That's how I'm saying it. Um, but I've, my driving since then has been impeccable. And you've been in the car, Catherine, when I've told you to shut up while I'm concentrating at a roundabout. Yeah, that was way before the accident. No, no, no. <laughs> um, and, and my driving has been has been impeccable. But but and I've, I, I'm trying not to beat my horn. I'm trying not to this buzz. I mean, it's almost as if they don't give a stuff about this studio anymore. I just you know, I, I don't beat my. I try. I try not to beat my horn. I try not to flash my lights in anger. Um, but sometimes I do, and my boys have spotted it, and my boys say, uh, I thought you weren't going to do that anymore, and I thank them for it, because I don't... I want to have a stress-free driving experience, OK? I, I, saw, I saw, you know, a guy die and be brought back to life in front of my very eyes while I held his hand and shouted at him. So I, I, I don't want to see that ever again. Please, thanks very much. It was traumatic. Um, so I want a stress-free driving... And generally, it's working. Also, flashing lights beeping doesn't no, rectify the problem. Doesn't, doesn't make someone a better driver. No. Uh, so we... Uh, so, so I'm getting better at it, right? But then today, I was driving into London, because I was going to a meeting before work, and I'm driving in by... Is it is it Kensington by Harrods? Around that way? And Knightsbridge. Knightsbridge. Thank you. I knew it started with a K. Um, so I'm driving in, and there's two lanes... Okay, there's two lanes, and I'm in the right-hand lane. And then there's a guy in the left-hand lane. Now, the left-hand lane would have taken him to the same direction. We were coming to some lights where you could either turn left or right. If you're in the right-hand lane, as I was, you turn right. If you're in the left-hand lane, you can turn left or you can turn right. Okay? But he was trying to come into my lane. Now, that bloody... Listen to that. Just turn the computer off. 
Thank you. Um, so he was trying to come into my lane, but he, he didn't indicate, right? And we're kind of neck and neck. He's about six inches in front of me, but that's it. And he's just trying to come into my lane. The traffic's moving very, very slowly. And, of course, I went into old driving me, and I thought, well, I'm not letting him in. Mm. I'm not As you didn't ask nicely. Yeah, I'm not letting him in. And so he's getting closer to me, and I'm just right up the, up the arse of the car in front of me, and we're just moving, we're just inching along, inching along. This guy's coming over to me, and I'm, I'm thinking, you're going to hit my car. And you know what? I don't care. I was, I was in the old wow. okay. I was in the old me. And he's getting closer and closer, and then I bibbed him. I bibbed him. And uh, he wound down his window. It was, it was the calmest exchange i have uh, I- I- involving cars i have ever been involved in oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand you got a problem mate he said to me i said is your sorry is your and he's a little bit ahead of me so i've got my passenger window open i you got a problem mate I said sorry is your indicator broken he repeated have you got a problem mate i said so i'm so sorry sir is your is your indicator i was being overly polite i'm so sorry sir is your indicator broken I'm trying to get in that lane. I said, yeah, well, okay, I don't know that, you see, because, let me explain. On the, the side oh, of God. your car, oh. I, was do, I, I was actually doing that. I said, let me explain. On the side of your car, there's a, there's a um, there's like a yellow light, and it's called an indicator. And what it does is it lets other drivers, other people around you know what you're trying to do. So I don't know. Is it bro- I don't know. I'm really sorry. Is it broken? And so we're having this argument in this very... I believe this is passive aggressive. What's going through your mind at this point? Have you got a slight? Oh, I was, I was, I was laughing inside. I was, uh, right. At this point, is it I was exciting thinking... to you this kind of behaviour? It was, it was a thrill. I, yes, really. It was, it was a thrill. But also, are also... you frightened you're going to get punched in the face at any point? Oh God, no, no, no! Because I do the trick of picking up my phone and pretending I'm calling the police. So I've, I've got it. I've got this down pat, right? But also, I'm also I'm thinking this is funny, man. I wish someone was seeing this. Well, then, lo and behold, after two minutes. Um, a taxi pulled up in the left-hand lane with his window open, and he looked over at you, and he just... He, this taxi driver, this black cab driver, was wetting himself laughing. Oi, Ian! You can't go about doing that! Let him in! And I... And, so, and that totally, you know, burst the, the bubble. bubble. And so I'm, I'm now shouting over this guy's car to the cabbie. He's not put his indicators on! And the cabbie's wetting himself, going, Yeah, I know, but... Come on, you can't go about like that. He kept saying, you can't go about like that. And he was this, right. And, and he was right. He was, do you know what? He was totally, of course he was right. Of course he was right. Anyway, this guy, the guy in the middle is still talking to me. At which point, we're just ignoring him now. And I'm going, yeah, I know, right? He's not put his indicators on. Anyway, so the car in the middle stays there. The traffic moves. The cabbie moves on and I move on. God knows what happened to the guy in the Oh, middle. he didn't get let in? No. <laughs> After all that? Well, no, I was ahead of him now. I couldn't let him in now. I, and he'd made a, a, a rod for his own back because now he was in the middle of two lanes oh, no. and there was traffic either side. He blew it. Embarrassing. That guy blew it. So then I stop at the traffic lights next to this cabbie and I said, I said look, I, you're totally right, but... He didn't have his indicator on. Come on, give me a little bit of credit. Come on, I was in the right there. He said, no, you can't go about doing that. He said, you, you'd be rubbish driving one of these. You'd be out rolling about in the street every five minutes. <laughs> and we had a laugh. I cut him up, gave him the finger and drove on. <laughs> I did it. But do you know what? He was absolutely spot on. First of all, I'm surprised he recognised me. Now I don't have a beard. I don't have a beard, dear listener. You would know that if you paid more attention to the... You can hear it, listen. 
Um, but he was probably abs- from the, uh, the the photo that's been passed around since we had that altercation with the cab driver at Heathrow. Oh, God, that guy. But he's at, he, do you know what? He was absolutely right to call me out. I was driving. Well, it, listen, I, it, it wasn't the worst driving I've ever seen or been involved in, but it was not. It, it was, was silly. It was silly. It was, well, okay, all right, okay. Petty. Okay, well, I'm, I'm putting my hands up here. Yes, it, it was, was petty. It was willy-waving. Please just stop. It was no, it's not willy-waving. You were waving your I willies. was kind of doing it partly to entertain. I was finding it funny. But the road, dear listener, is no place for a lady. No, the, who is that? Road is no place for a Cass. lady. Is it Cass? Mm-hmm. Cass' album. Um, the road is, uh, the road is certainly... It's the cruel mistress. No place <laughs> for, um... Pettiness, Tom Pettiness. Did Tom Petty ever do an album called uh, Pettiness? No. He should have done. It's too late now. He's dead. Did Tom? Did Tom? Tom Petty should have gone to Scotland and recorded a concept album where he looks for a monster and called it Pettiness. That works. That works. I mean, where? You know it works. Where, where does it work? You know it works. Where? That's a winner. I'm taking that one. Where's the? What time does the bank open? I need to go and bank that. But so thank you to the the, the black cab driver, and it's um it was an, it was it, it made me laugh. It, it, it he had a laugh. I don't know what happened to the guy behind me. He was a dick. Um, he but was chastened by the experience. <laughs> but it was it was funny. We were both so polite and so calm. He was a big fella. He could have could have you know. But we were both very. We just went into these roles of um oh I, oh I'm sorry. Is your indicator broken? Um, and the guys go, okay. Well, I tell you what. Why don't you be in my shoes for a moment and you think about if you were in this car? I said, yeah. If I were in that car, sir, I would be using the indicator if it wasn't was- broken. And still, he wasn't using it. <laughs> in fact, of course, the response was, <laughs> flick the indicator on. We are starting a new campaign tonight, dear listener, and we need your help. Okay, we want to bring back the age-old tradition. I know we've had some people tweeting. Um, Tweets don't count in the show. It's all about the phone calls. 0344 499 1000. 0344 499 1000. We are bringing back thanking the bus driver as we get off the bus. Thank you, driver. That's all you've got to do. Thanks, driver. That's all you've got to do is you get off the bus just as you've, you, you, the doors open and you put one foot forward before it touches the ground. Thank you, driver. That's it. Because no, no one, apart from me, and a few northern people, no one. We well, aren't you're a northern person. No one does it. I would give extra points for a good day to you, sir. All right, Jacob Rees-Mogg. Uh, but we need we you need you on the bus. We um we need evidence that you've done it. Okay, so I want pictures, photographs of you doing it. Video I want footage. video footage of you doing Don't it. Film it in portrait. I want oh, audio footage. Audio footage. Audio. I want a tape recording. I want a tape recording of you thanking the driver. Oh! Oh! You've got a laminating machine, haven't you? No, why would I have a laminating machine? Oh, I thought you had a laminating machine. Got a stapler. Google how much a laminating machine is. Because we're going to make membership cards. (laughs) I thought about this when I was on holiday. We are going to make membership cards. We are going to give them away. We're going to laminate them. And we are going to number and sign... Ev- don't be showing me. It's a variety. We can go to the forty-six ninety-nine, or we can go down to an eighteen ninety-nine. But depends how many of these bad boys we're well, turning out. There's one out. there for fourteen seventy-five, mate. Yeah. You want the cheapest, obviously. Really? Well, you just want a cheap laminated. By cheap, by twice. 
Or just buy cheap? Just buy cheap once. Why would you buy it twice? That makes it expensive. No, no, no. Buy, buy cheap, buy once. That's that's my philosophy. Why would you buy it twice? That's craziness. It's terrible, terrible maths there. Um, get us a laminating machine. because, And I'm going to... Because you can buy... Do you remember it used to be... If someone had a business card... Oh, they got a business card. And then business cards in the sort of 80s, early, late 80s, early 90s, became a little bit less impressive. Because where did you get business card printing machines? train stations do you remember that Mm. they would rock up you'd rock up and there'd be like a big machine big old machine massive it was a business card so you could print off like boob inspector (laughs) things like that that's what people did isn't it no yes no if you go to japan um the giving the business there are boob inspectors giving the business card it's not a euphemism (laughs) what would it be a euphemism for inserting your penis Somewhere. God. I'm going to give you the business card if you don't watch yourself. I'll put it in my wallet. Um, giving. Well, there we go. You see, giving. If someone, gave, I made the mistake. Someone gave me a business card, and I sort of glimpsed it and put it in my wallet. And they were really upset for the rest of the day. When someone gives you a business card, you've got to look at it. You've got to turn it over and look at it and go, "Wow, okay, thanks very much." Uh, and, and you're supposed to give one back. Also, those guys take stationery very seriously. Very, very seriously indeed. Yeah, go on, you get that. Um, so, uh, but but so you don't get them at train stations anymore. But I'm going to print up. Um, 100 late night alternative membership cards. You get that phone call. I'm going to be quite some time here. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. Um, I'm going to print up 100 late night alternative membership cards. People are going to phone in and uh, claim them. By the way, you and I are getting numbers numbers one and two. But I don't get a number one. No, you get a number two. And. Again. And. I say my ands like um, Ringo Starr. You know, and you and um, <laughs> and we are going to give away this. We're going to number the people are going to phone up and go right. Okay, you well your number. I think I think the first ten we keep for ourselves and family members, right? So your number, your number eleven, and we number it, and then we both sign it, and then we laminate it, and then you send it out. Okay. Yes. You up for that? Yes. Here we go. Oh three four. Well, not tonight. We haven't got them, so don't phone in for the cards tonight. You will not get them. And they'll get you, um, like, free handshakes at live events. They won't get you money off anything. We're not stupid. But they'll get you handshakes at uh, events and and things like that. Oh, three. Catherine? Wow. Okay. Four, four. Four, nine, nine, one thousand. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee, (laughs) on Talk Radio. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to CJ. Good evening, CJ. Good evening. Good evening, CJ. Let's get to the I've, point. I've had a really weird weekend. Okay. Well, it's it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's still it's still weird. Well, it, it seems your weekend included a Monday, which will make it double. It weird. did include the Monday. Well, then oh, that's not does. a weekend. That's the start of the week. Well, I have got. Although a weekend, in, in but, many um, in many faiths, the Sunday is the start of the week, which is insane. And that's not me being anti-Semitic. I'm not saying that the Jewish faith is insane. Well, but having a shut up. But having a Sunday as the start of the week, which I think you think is how the Jewish faith sees a Sunday, 
That's insane. But I'm not saying Jews are insane. That would be crazy. Well, hang on a second. Getting in a terrible minefield here. So let's just back away. CJ, what do you want? Um, I want I want that first membership card. Well, you can't have it. But I can. Well, no, you can't because we're not doing it yet. As I, I, I specifically said, don't phone up for the membership cards now because we're not doing ah. it. I haven't, I haven't printed them. We haven't got a laminator. We haven't got any of the equipment. We're They're in his mind's eye, in his M-E. And here's the thing, CJ. Because you've defied the, the rules, you're not getting one at all. I'm going to wrestle you for it, Ian. You're not going to wrestle me. You're not getting one. You're no. not getting a membership card. You're not getting a no. wrestle. You're not getting any physical contact with me. That's that done. Tell us about your weird weekend, you pervert. <laughs> um... Went to um, see George Galloway in Manchester. Okay, did he know you were coming? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. great, yeah. And um, we, me, me and Becky the Witch went to see him. Um, and we were at this bar drinking colas, and Ken Livingston... <laughs> they, what, co- what brand of colas were they? Were they Pepsi? Were they Pepsi? Panda? Were they Coca? What, Pe- what, colas, Corona. what colas were they? Pepsi. Okay, Pepsi colas. Pepsi colas. Oh. Hey, I'll... Oh, no, it's Baby Sham, isn't it? Yep. And then, and then Ken Livingston walks in to the to the bar, and it was a strange moment, and got a photo with Ken. And, right, hang, on, um, if you're, hang on, if you're telling me that your weird weekend was weird simply because you saw Ken Livingston at a George Galloway event, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> OK. No. I mean, that's not that weird. They're friends, aren't they, I'd imagine? Ken and George, George and Ken. I don't... Say something. I'm looking at you. I don't know about their personal relationship Let's or go. lack thereof. Let's go to G. Good evening, G. Evening, boss. I had a business card Ugh. that was laminated. Why does this sound disgusting? Why does it sound like the, t- the batteries are running down on the tape player that's recorded your side of the conversation? Come on! I had a business card that was laminated. Okay, you're about to get punched in the face. Yes, go on, and? Is that it? Borderline. You're so close, so close, so close, so close to being cut off. So so close to being cut off. My finger's hovering over the cut-off button. Oh, hover, hover. Hovered. Oh, ah, tell you what we need after that. We need a meditation. Computer on, please. Computer. Hello, computer. My favourite line in Star Trek for the voyage home, where Scott, they go back to 1986 or whenever it is, and Scotty needs to work a computer, and he's just looking at the computer, and um, he's going, why doesn't it work? Oh, you need to use the mouse. And he picks up the mouse and looks at it and goes, speaks into it. Hello, computer. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good film. Star Trek 4 is where it's at. Anyway, we need... um, I think we need to chill out after that. Catherine, what are we about to listen to, please? Uh, My youngest um, doing a bit as a Zen master. Let's have it. Hello, fellow humans. Modern life is very hectic, so I thought we should take a little time for a moment of zen. Today we are going to learn about the invisible kitten. Don't worry if you're allergic to actual kittens, this won't make you itch at all. And best of all, no little tray. Close your eyes 
and empty your mind. Let all the cares of the day drift out of your ear holes and out the window. Or the cat flap if you have a cat. Bye bye. Now our heads are nice and empty. Imagine a nice, sweet kitten on your lap. If you prefer a ginger one, have a ginger one. If you prefer a black one, have a black one. You could even have a pink one, or a blue one, or a red one. Just make sure it's lovely fluffy like a unicorn. And fast asleep. Watch his belly rise and fall. Rise and fall. And try and time your breathing in time with the little kitten's belly. Watch you go in and out, in and out, in and out. Now let's just sit quietly for a while and feel the soft fur underneath your fingers. What a sweet little kitten. Just sit quiet for a while and enjoy the moment. I love to enjoy the moment. There, wasn't that lovely? Well, sadly, we're going to have to wake the kitten up. Send him on his way back home to where he belongs. But the good news is, because he's an imaginary kitten, you can get him back any time you like. In three, two, one, let's open our eyes, wake the kitten up, and send him on his way. Are you ready? One, two. kitten. Wasn't that relaxing? Thank you very much for keeping me company in this little moment of zen. Thank you. My head is lovely and empty and I hope yours is too. It is. Night night weirdos. Thank you little and that was great. I feel much more relaxed after that. Wowzers. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome to. Let's go to... Let's go to Steve first. Good evening, Steve. Uh, good evening, Ian. Steve, what can we do um, for you on this most holiest of Tuesday nights? I just want to call and say a great, great rabbit hole show on uh, Saturday in Brighton. Oh, nice one. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Were you there or you watch, were you poncing it for free on the, the Periscope? I, I was pouncing for free in the periscope. Thank I did you. call in. I, 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 I'm not, I think my call may have upset you a little bit. Well, ha- well, um, ha- well hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Now, now this sounds like fighting talk. No, 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 the... no, 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 no. I just thought that it was a little bit too blue because you did go on Twitter and say that things were a little bit too blue. No, I was talking about my um, uh, Me Too references were probably a little bit too. Oh no, all of the calls, all of the calls were fine. All of the it's all oh, okay. it's all theatre. It's all pa- here's the thing. It's all theatre. It's all pantomime. Whenever I lose ninety nine times out of a hundred, whenever I lose my temper on air or at one of these events, it's all theatre. It's all. Pa- I don't want to give uh, away too many secrets, but you know, it's 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 a show. I'm a performer. <laughs> I'm an entertainer. 
Oh, okay, that's cool. Because you just sort of shook your head and said no, no. Yeah, that's no, called no. acting, mate. I was on stage in front of 129 people. It's acting. Were you the guy okay, who was cool. asking about ringtones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this dirty yeah. gig. Get lost, you pervert. No, you ruined the night. Absolutely ruined the night, that guy. I'd forgotten about that. That was outrageous. That was out of order. That was an out of order phone call. And so the circle continues. It really is. Um, good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm very well, Mark. Uh, are you on speakerphone? I'm not on speakerphone, but I am listening to you on the radio. Should I turn it down? You'll turn it off, mate. I will turn it right off. You will turn it right off, correct. Who is this joker? This is Mark. Right. How are you doing? I just wanted to phone because my mate Lucy's having a bit of a shit, a bit of a rubbish time. Sorry about this, Larry. It's okay. We heard the word shit. Don't say it again. Yeah. I won't say it again. Catherine, can you look at Catherine? Can you log the fact we've had one shit on the show? Can everyone stop saying shit? Thank you very much indeed. Yes, Mark. Three shits now. Four shits. But now now it's five shits. Six Six. shits. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Oh yeah. But could you please, please, please just say something fun and happy to my friend Lucy? She's having a bit of a hard time. Say, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. How do we know? What, who, first of all, what do you want me to say? I want you to cheer my friend Lucy up. Well, how do we know? Right, is this a euphemism, first of all? No, I'm talking about a real person whose name is Lucy. Okay, and what kind of friend are you that you need a stranger to come and cheer wow, up? Oh, you're some lame friend, guy. Because I've been cheering up all day. And you're bored of cheering your friend up? No, no. Oh, yeah, wow, cold, cold. No, 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 but Ian, Ian, Ian. I like his honesty, though. It's hard work cheering up miserable people. It is. And, and, and Lucy Ian, sounds the most miserablest of them all. She loves talk radio, and she loves you, and she wants you to cheer her up. So sing her a little song or something. Why are you a monkey boy? Whoa, Lucy. So. Lucy, Lucy, don't be sad. Don't be down. Go outside and gonna hit the town. Whoa, Lucy, Lucy, gonna have some... F- How old is Lucy, by the way, before this song continues? She's 38. 38, oh, OK. She- Lucy, Lucy, gonna have some fun, yeah. Lucy, Lucy, gonna have some fun, don't, yeah. Don't, I know what rhymes Lucy Stop. takes it. What? No. No. <laughs> Cass won't let me. Cass won't let me cheer her up, mate. Cass okay, will not well, let thank me. Thank you very much, Ian. No, you're you're if, if, if she's more upset, that's Cass's fault because she wouldn't let me take the song to its natural, uh, some would say unnatural, uh, conclusion. I think whatever, whatever works for you. Lucy, Lucy, gonna have some fun now. Lucy, Lucy, going for a run now. Lucy, Lucy, oh, really late. Lucy, Lucy, feeling kind of lazy. Lying there, look me in the eye, I wanna... (laughs) Which eye? Lucy, Lucy, tell me what you think. One up. No. <laughs> let's go. He's such a dirty, dirty boy. Ew, let's go to Diana. Hey, Diana. Good evening, Kathleen. Good evening, Diana. Welcome to the Late Night Alternative with Ian really... Lee and Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I really Everyone's enjoyed welcome. listening to Kath last week. Thank you, Diana. Okay. I enjoyed you listening. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that was last week. That was last week. Well. Kathy's off on Kathy's off on Friday this week and Thursday next week. I think she sent three emails trying to sort the dates out. So you'll be having solo shows from me soon. Yeah. Let's just say that yeah. then we can have a real comparison. What, what, a, what a strange interview with Angus Dayton the other night. Thank you. Wasn't it awkward? Well, I, I couldn't believe. I felt it was. It a, was it a pre-recorded interview? Yes. I mean, I like Bob Mills. 
Hang on a minute. Turn the, can we turn the computer off? Because this buzz is getting right on my nerves. Kill the buzz. Kill the buzz. <laughs> yeah, it has. Um, I like Bob Mills. Bob Mills, Sunday night, yeah. 7 till 10. But boy, oh boy, that Angus Dayton interview. Oh. Wasn't it weird? Well, I didn't know what to make of it. He sounded as if he did. Try and tell us. Try, try and put it into words. Try and put it into words, Diana. We're, 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 we're a words-based organisation. I know. Try and put it into words. Try it. He doesn't sound very nice, does he? He's sounding miserable as sin. I know, and um, I'm, it was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. And Bob, I think, tried his best. I don't know what you would have done if it had been you. I'd have asked him about uh, the drugs and co- uh, the cocaine and prostitutes. But at that point, if, it, if, if, he'd, been, if he'd been that unwilling I to know. cooperate, you've got to go for broke. you got to go for broke. Yeah, but he might have walked out there, mightn't he? Well, so, what's he going to do? Stay and, and catch us even more? I would rather he'd have walked out than played that interview out. Yeah, it, was, but, it was awful. Yeah. Not Bob's fault. Not Bob's fault at all. He did, no. he did brilliantly with what he had. It's a lousy interview. Hey, we got great interviews. Tomorrow, 10.30, we got Kate Robbins. Kate Robbins is on the show. Next week, we got Noel Sullivan from Hearsay. Big, big stars in their day, uh, but interesting stories. As you know, I always listen to Howard Hughes. Yes. And the guy talking about the ghost in Scotland... I, I was asleep during the ghost well, in Scotland. I heard the, the remote viewer guy, who was also quite, uh, quite um, arsy. Howard asked the, the Scottish guy... But he wasn't about some Scottish ghosts, and he didn't know about them. Huh? Oh, embarrassing! Anyway, he was there to talk about Scottish. Known, really, but, he was there um, to talk about Scottish ghosts, but then didn't know about Scottish ghosts. Well, it was Edinburgh ghosts. But, uh, um, he... but I did. I must say, um, I thought that was a very good um, piece you did last night about Gary Glitter. Thank you very much indeed. I, I recorded it, and Catherine did yep. took the hours of raw audio and constructed it into a story. So she did very once again. Difficult. Catherine yeah. did all the hard work. I yeah, get all the glory. <laughs> So true. Story of our careers. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Diana. Thank you. If, if anyone missed it, I've got to move on because we've got loads of phone calls. Uh, if anyone missed it, you can hear it as a podcast. If you go to uh, iTunes, if you go to Acast, if you go to your usual podcast provider, Ian Lee, Talk Radio, Catherine Ball, Gary Glitter, that will pop up too. I really want you to smash those like buttons. Um, yes, line three, what do you want? To hang up. There we go. Perfect. Let's try Ray. Good evening, Ray. Yeah, I'm calling on my mobile, so it's not my fault if I run out of power. There we go. Let's go to uh, Becky the Witch. Good evening, Becky. Becky's chuckling oh, there. Becky, like that. Ray tickled her. It, Ray tickled it. Turns out, it. Turns out witches have got a terrible sense of humour. <laughs> they find really unfunny things funny. Well, that's good to know. Hello, Becky the Witch. Well, yeah, I was I was going to get my boyfriend to fart down the uh, line to you, but he's uh, gone away now. No, well, he's, we're, in a bit, we're going to talk about farting and how it's dangerous to keep it in. <laughs> what are you pulling that face for, Catherine? Well, I mean, it's, it's, oh, 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 I, had a, I had a week sorry. of clean air. Okay, it's well, here's the thing. If I, all right, fine, I'll cool. keep my farts in, but then I could die. Oh, well. Oh, we're going to die anyway, aren't we? What a, what a what, what. <laughs> yes, Becky, what can we do for you, please, Madam Witch? You cut my best friend off, and I'm very annoyed now. Well, well hang on. Well, who, did, who did I cut off, and what happened? CJ. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Yeah, that's right. I just took on the witch fraternity. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Um, 03444991000. So this is the big uh, medical uh, issue of the day. While ho- why holding a fart in is seriously bad and could emerge from your mouth instead. <laughs> It's not a burp. That's a that's a uh, mouth fart. 
Um, so let's ha- uh, let's have a look. Uh, if you've ever doubted the age-old better out than is in wisdom, then now is the time to stop. Can I ask what scientific publication you're reading from? The Daily Mirror. While breaking wind may be the sort of thing you prefer to do without an audience, this isn't always practical or uh, possible. Uh, okay. We're not suggesting you make a point of letting rip during a job interview. I have done. Have you? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? What was the interview for? Um, Farter. <laughs> but what, but what, don't the Germans know that the, 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 the dad is Farter? Mm. Those guys are crazy. They said they've got, they said the Germans have no sense of humour. We're not suggesting you make a point of letting rip during a job interview or dropping your guts during Nan's 90th birthday party. It doesn't say dropping your guts. But passing air through poo could be... (laughs) But not passing air through poo could be doing you more harm than good. In fact, by not cutting the cheese, there is a chance you may instead breathe it through your mouth instead. (laughs) According to Professor Claire Collins, professor and a lady professor at that, um, a nutrition and dietetics Dietetics. Dietetics. That doesn't feel like a word. Expert at the University of Newcastle. Holding in trap wind may cause abdominal distension with some gas reabsorbed into the circulation and exhaled in your breath. Wow. Holding on too long means the build-up of intestinal gas will eventually escape via an uncontrollable fat. Not only this, that's a quote from her, but you could end up with a condition Jordan called... Jordan would say fart. You could end up with a condition called diverticulitis, which is where small pouches develop in the gut lining and become inflamed. So actually, it is bad for you. Um, however, she did point out more research was needed into this. And she was... She can come and work here. There we go. There we go. I've got, this, this bit's great. She is um, asking for 1.6 million euros from the EU to construct the world's biggest Dutch oven. Oh, my God. What's important... That's a staggering amount. What's important to remember is that breaking wind is completely... You're right? 1.6 million it's euros. Like, are they going to build it next to the Hadron Collider? Because that could be a, quite a combo. What's important to... You could send farts back in time. Imagine that, send it back in time. <laughs> you make a brown hole. <laughs> you send the fart back in time. Imagine, like, um, Napoleon is about to go to battle and he suddenly goes, Oh, what is this? Jump to guts. What is this? Oh, no, no, no. The battle is off. The battle of Waterloo is off. You're despicable. Our farts come courtesy of different sources. Okay, we know. Curry sauce. It's bacteria is what it's about. All right. Uh, her advice, if you need to break wind in public, try to make it to a toilet. But if that's not possible, just let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. That's what the song was originally about. It was from a film. The, the original title for that movie wasn't Frozen, it was Farten. She wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Go on, you got a joke coming. You got, one, you got one brewing, let's hear it. She wasn't freezing things, she's blowing them over. There we go, well done. Um, have you noticed old people don't, either they don't know they farted really loudly yeah. or they don't care anymore? Well, yeah, when I was in the jungle with Stanley Johnson and we went, we won, uh, the gentleman won a meal 
like a luxury meal, right, um, in the forest at night because it was boys versus girls and we, we beat the girls. And we had to traipse through the forest at like 10 o'clock at night to go to this luxury meal. And, and we were all behind Stanley and every step it was... <laughs> Every step, and we were in his sex, really, loud. really loudly, and he didn't notice it or he didn't care. He didn't care. I don't know, Dave. What do you think? Did he notice it or did he just not care? Yeah, I don't think he cared. I don't think he cared. Just like his his son is um, is farting all over the country. Stanley was doing it in the leaving woods. his all standing in his smelly wake. There we go. You see, Smelly Wake, by the way, is a great band from the early eighties that you just don't hear enough of these days. Dave, what have you got for us tonight, please, sir? I was wondering if I could bring up a bit of a thorny subject. Yeah, love, love, is, uh, yeah let's do it. Jonathan from Swansea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Jonathan from Swansea. He's a, a long-time caller to the show. I actually have a Jonathan's Army mug at home, which you drank out of the other day, Catherine. Jonathan, regular caller. Um, we talk a lot about retro video games and uh, hating Muslims and Jews. It was a strange, strange call. Uh, a strange caller. But, yes, go on. Well, I'm... I've been quite involved in um, in his case because I know a couple of his victims. Okay. Um, and I know for a fact that he's being released on licence this Thursday. Okay. There we go. I, uh, I, 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 I knew it was around about this time, yes. I was just wondering what, if if any policy you've got on, um, on his possible calling. I mean, I think he'd be daft to try while he's on licence. Why, is, I don't know what the rules are about calling radio stations on licence. What are they? No. I, I have no idea. But oh, th- why would it be daft? Um, I, mean, I, I understand that people have a chance to rehabilitate. No, no, no. But you just... Sorry, you, we'll get this a second. Hang on, hang on. You, you said it would be daft for him to try. I, what, I thought that was because you knew the rules. Why, why would it be daft? Um, I think if we went straight back to his previous behaviour. I mean, while he's on licence, he's on... Yeah, but what... Sorry, it's a really specific thing, because you said it. Why would it be daft for him to try and phone the radio show? I don't I don't get that point. Um, I'm not sure, actually. OK. Cause Just he, here's out from, of self-preservation for well, himself. From our point of view... Um, Dave, he never used the radio station to target the people that you know or anyone else that we're aware of. We wouldn't allow that to happen. No, that's true. And I I do understand that. And I understood your policy of letting him on even when people were telling you what he was up to. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah. Here's the thing. I I always enjoyed his calls. I always enjoyed his calls. Uh, I, I, I particularly enjoyed the ones about retro video games and about rescuing yeah. cats. And whenever he said anything that um, that crossed the line in terms of decency or um, uh, the rules of radio or race, or when he called up, uh, he was severely reprimanded. He was put in his place and the facts were explained. So, yes, he's... Hey, listen, we've had murderers on the show. You know that, don't you? We've had murderers phoning I, up. I've heard that you've, yes, you've had people... That, yeah. that guy who's just out so I would... Um, honestly, and this is, I hope, well, uh, okay, honestly, I would welcome him if he called again. Okay. Um, I mean, are you, are you perfectly comfortable with that? I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really know 
know what to say about that. Okay. Um. All right, I'm going to go. Okay. Okay, but but but, but I don't understand. Sorry, I should have run it past the producer. Catherine? Well, I think I said what I said. As far as we know, unless the um, terms of his licence do incorporate any kind of broadcasting, and he's not allowed to... I imagine he's not allowed to use the internet or whatever, but I'm just I, imagining. I, I get it. They right. nev- He never used this programme no. as, a, as a means of attacking people. Here's the thing. I get it, right? I get it. I get it. I get it. I know that he was... He was. He threatened some... Did some or he, he did some awful things. He's gone to prison, right? He's gone to prison. He's done some awful, awful things. He's threatened some awful, awful things and mm-hmm. said some awful, awful things to people. I think threatening murder and rape. I don't know. I've not looked too much into it, but threatening murder and rape and being very anti-Semitic and anti-Islamic and stuff like that. Okay, right. Fine. I don't approve of that. I strongly disapprove of that as if I have to say anything. Strongly disapprove of that. I think what he said and what he did was absolutely was was heinous. And I have nothing but sympathy uh, uh, for the victims of that. Absolutely nothing but sympathy for the victims of that. But uh, but victims of crimes do not dictate how we run this show. Like I say, we've had murderers on the show. Mm -hmm. We've had murderers on, 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 on this show and other show. We've had a murderer as a guest. We've had murderers phone up. We've had sex offenders on the show. Um, by having criminals on the show, it isn't condoning what they've done in any way whatsoever. Um, I've got friends who've been in prison, right? I've got friends who spent... A, some people spent a long time in, in, in prison and... Um, no, we, yeah, I would welcome. I would welcome. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to analyze, overanalyze something. I don't need to overanalyze. I'm really sorry if you find it upsetting, Dave. I would welcome him on the show. I wouldn't condone. I wouldn't welcome what he'd done. I would welcome him on the show because I'd want to know what the last eighteen months have been like. Yeah. And I always found him a fascinating caller. I, I never made any. I never hid any any of my fascination about him as a human being, and. Um, I'm not saying this is what you were trying to do, Dave. I don't think this is what you were trying to do. But sometimes people try and tell me or try and tell Catherine how we should do the show. Again, Dave, I'm not aiming this at you at all. So please don't take it personally. Some people will tell us how we should do the show, who we should have on the show, who we shouldn't have on the show. I'm really, really sorry. That decision is made by me and Catherine, Catherine and me. I can see on occasion someone slightly higher than us perhaps stepping in they haven't so far on this station we've we've had three years of, of being allowed to get on with what we do we, we once had one caller severely questioned the the, the, the stalking guy mm-hmm. severely questioned by our boss but we managed to defend it and we managed to defend it to Ofcom and, and we won um but, but the decision of, of, of who we uh, have on the show is down entirely to Catherine and down to me and generally you know because we don't screen calls Anyone can come on, and we judge them based on what happens on air. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I bet we've had callers that we're quite pally with, and we've had a laugh and a joke with that have done terrible things. Yeah. How are we supposed to know every single person's history? And also, what what do you draw the line at? I, I'm a drug addict. You know, I'm a drug addict. Um, I I I I, I, I took a lot of cocaine. Do we draw the line at drug addicts? Do, where, where do we draw the line as to what crime is, is acceptable and what crime is unacceptable? However, the point at which I would start banning callers because of what they've done outside the yes. radio station yes. is if they were using the show to target someone. There we go. 
And I we've would, done that in the past. I would agree with you on that. So thank you, Dave. I hope I, I don't quite know why the call ended like that. I, I was quite happy to have a, a conversazione uh, about that. And I'm still very happy to have a conversation um, about that. I, I, I would love to ask why you brought it up, because I'm slightly scratching my head yeah. as to what that we, was for. And I, Dave, listen, I know you're, you're a contributor to the show. I know we get pimple popper of you and all of that stuff. So please, uh, you know, I hope this doesn't sour yeah. anything between us. But I'm, I'm slightly confused as to why why you brought it up and why you were surprised by my I'm, reaction. I'm also concerned that, are we missing something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but also, I don't want to do it via email. It, it, 0344 499 1000 is the um, uh, 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 telephone number. Um, I, 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 you know, let's, let's keep all this stuff out in, the, uh, out in the open if we could. But yes, I would, he's coming out. And also, I, I knew he was coming out this month, but I didn't know it was Thursday. So you, you, you've given quite a lot of information um, about it. So, you know, everyone's going to be tuned in on Thursday. I don't think he'll call us no, for a I don't while. Think, no. He's not going to call us Thursday. Everyone's going to be tuned in on Thursday to see if he does. Um, we've had calls from prison, haven't we? Haven't we? Not from prison. People have just been released. We had that guy who'd been released after serving a long... He, he sent over 10 years, didn't he? So he'd yeah. done something. And I had a phone call last week from a mum of someone who's in prison for, for terrible crimes. Oh, right, OK. Oh yeah, you, I, you were. Someone you were, tried to have a go at me for talking were, to someone's mum. You were help. You were helping that criminal, Catherine. I didn't hear it, but I read about it online. Yeah. You were really trying to help that criminal. Yeah, I, I was helping her raise money by not giving her website out. Shame on you. So, Dave, I hope we haven't fallen out over that. I certainly uh, uh, bear no grudge. I hope you you don't as well. I hope you can still listen to the show. If you decide that you can't listen to the show anymore, um, that would be. Uh, uh, well, listen. We need all the listeners we can get, but but that would I think that the shame would be greater for you because it's a, it's a great show. It's one of the best shows, and it seems silly. You know, you're welcome. You're welcome to not listen. You're welcome to switch off if Jonathan ever ever does uh, uh, come on, and, and and you don't you, you're not comfortable with it. I get it. Of course, I get it. If you're friends with 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 the people that he terrorised, I get it. Um, but I just have to say that, but by, by having a caller on. It, and I don't even have to say that. I don't even have to say that because I don't even have to say that. Um, but also, and again, this isn't directed at you, Dave. No one try and produce. I've got one producer and she sat there, right? So, so no one, no one try and produce the show, please. I have a, a, a perfectly uh, good producer um, uh, who, who knows exactly what she's been doing. She's been doing it for about 20 years. She's won awards and she's flipping good. So, so no one, no one, no one produced the show from outside. If you don't mind. Right. Another hour to go, dear listener. The switchboard is empty. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You'll speak to Amy. She'll take your name and number and give you a call straight back. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
the remix? I made myself laugh with my Louis Armstrong impression at the end of that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. The late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. We are turn that computer off. Thank you. We is up in our game. Uh, we're up in our game. We're going to work harder. We're going to make better radio shows for you, whether people are listening or not. We just don't care, do we? Well, I mean, we care. <laughs> We've got another year of this nonsense, and we are we have, we're treating it as uh, we've had a conversation. We're going to treat it as though it's our last twelve months here, because you just don't know. Hopefully, it won't be. Could be. Hopefully, it will could be, be our last three months. Well, for you, it is. I've definitely got a year. Well, um, get fired. Uh, I can't get. Well, yeah, we can get fired. Well. That's what you always say. <laughs> Especially now you've said that. That's like beginning a casualty. I'll be fine. I don't need a hey, ladder. I'll hey, just stand on this chair. Uh, Ollie and Andre, stay there. Speaking of um, beginning of casualty, right? So the cats today, let the cats out. And you came over today. Yeah. You brought Little because it's you've only got one because the other one's on holiday. She's gone away and it's, it's Easter Island. I said, oh, but if she wants to come around, I've got nothing to do. But if you want to come around, we can go and get some lunch and she can come and play with the cats. You know, yes. I know she likes the cats. Um so we went and got some food and then we came back and there was only one of the cats. I said, right, well, if we go and stand in the back garden and shake the bag of biscuits, you watch the other, Lucky, the black and white one, will come shooting in. And we, you, but the, the game is you point to where you think she's going to come and from. you've never seen a cat run faster. It's so funny, man. It's so funny. It's, it, it's just... <laughs> um, and so we stood at the back and we're shaking the thing. And it sometimes takes a little while, depending on how far away she is. And after about five, ten minutes, she hadn't rocked up. No. And I was starting to think, Okay, right. I wasn't panicking, but I was. I was starting to feel uncomfortable. She's busy. I thought, oh god, because because where I live, right at the end of my garden, up a little ridge, there's a train track. There's an actual train track. On the other side, there's um a, a, a mobile home park. And I thought, I bet she's, I bet she's getting fed over there. She comes back smelling a perfume sometimes. I, think, I bet she's getting fed. So after about fifteen minutes. I did something I haven't done in the six, seven months I've lived in Hang on, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. This is eight, well, five, six, seven, seven months. Eight months I've lived there. So I haven't done in eight months. I climbed over the fence at the back of my garden over barbed wire. I laid a tea towel across the barbed wire. I know what I'm doing. That's that sorted. I know what I'm doing. And I climbed up the embankment and suddenly I'm stood on a train track. Literally, I was stood on a train track and I was thinking, I was thinking well, is one of these meant to be electric? One of the rails? But there are only two rails. So I don't think the rails are electric. I, I didn't lick them. Um, and it's a very straight thing. There's no curve. So you can see quite some distance either way. Right? I'm not suggesting for one second you do this, but I'm stood on a train track Shaking a bag of cat biscuits, going lucky, lucky, and then a woman. Here's the here's the weird thing, and I can see the mobile home park, and then the mobile home directly in front of me. The woman opens the door. She goes, "All right, Ian." I went, "All right." She goes, "It's it's Annette. Do you remember?" We. I went, "Oh God, you work in the charity shop?" Yes, of course I know you because I, I met her a few months ago and had a very nice chat with her. Um, I, I ended up giving her my phone number because I said, "If the cat shows up, could you give us a call?" Um, but, and, but I was stood on a train track shouting for my cat. And I'm saying to my seven-year-old, now you must never do that. Oh, uh, is that what Ian knows exactly what he's doing there. I, and I'm thinking he doesn't. And he's shouting, lucky, I hope he is. <laughs> I did go to Kath. I'm just going to go and have a look on the train track, just in case. But seeing how close it is, flipping it, I don't know if I want to let those girls out again. I mm. mean, but they're cats and that's what they do. And they, they will go off and they will sometimes they will disappear for days. And I was about to go in the car. I got in the car and I drove around the, the block and then you phoned me up saying, oh, she's just rocked up. Yeah, like like Lady Muck, like no, no, nobody's business what she'd been up Unbelievable. to. Unbelievable. So what, we, what I need to know, dear listener, is how do we stop her 
doing it again. Catherine suggested that if she's being taken into someone's home, maybe I strap like a little bomb with a clock on her, but not a real bomb. Like a, a, a little, pretend, to... little pretend bomb little, that says bomb and a little clock on there. Just enough to alarm a pensioner. Or we, um, or we roll her in something smelly. Could you not put... Um, I know cats don't really like collars, but could you not put a collar on her with a note saying, please stop feeding my cat? Or I kill you. Do you know what? I might have to try. They're chipped. I might have to try collars. But I know that velvet, I always worried with velvet. We, we tried it twice. And both times, I actually saw her do it once. Both times, the, the collar would be left hanging from a branch about 20 feet up in a tree. And what she'd do, she would hook it on a branch and pull her head backwards. And I just imagine finding her hanging from a tree. So any tips, dear listener, would be gratefully appreciated. There's a broken collar in my back garden, actually, where some cat has obviously pulled that trick. 0344 499 Let's go to Ollie. Hi, Ian and Kath. Hello, Ollie. Hello. Uh, can, I, can I talk about Jonathan? Yes. Um, I just want to... Uh, I'm going to kill nervous. Um, I just want to say that um, I think... That by the way, by the way, just as before you say this, we can't fall out over this because everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course. So don't, don't, if people want to phone up and say, I don't want to hear him, that's absolutely fine. Um, and we will listen. Of course we'll listen. Um, but, but we're not going to fall out over it. So don't worry about that. We're not yeah, going to argue yeah. about it. So just, just be cool. Um, no, I think that because you don't give them a free ride, I think it's also, I think what you, what you do is you pick out the best parts of him. And when he starts to devolve into his hate, speech you really hammer home how awful that is and i that's how i got kind of hooked on this show is like listening to you hammer people who are racist and get into these rants rants oh. against them and some i don't want to freak you out but sometimes i go on youtube and i just listen to you like there's playlists of you having <laughs> a go at racists that's, that's I sometimes enjoy it. But here's a bit... Well, Catherine just made the... I'm going to say it. Catherine made um, the coffee bean sign implying you're masturbating to that. <laughs> he obviously gets a kick she out actually, of it, and that's she, fine. She actually just looked at me and went... <laughs> Whatever works, and you won't have to register for it. Um, but, here's, but here's the irony, Ollie. Here's the irony. Yeah. I am a massive racist in real life. Oh, yeah, I, I, I hate, I hate all different right. colours and creeds. Yeah, you, you know like what they say about the biggest homophobes are probably gay? Yeah. <laughs> Um, this virtue signaler, hang on, that awful, means, awful hang on, person. That means you're saying I'm black. No, I'm saying you're a massive oh, racist. Yeah. No, you're right. Here's the thing, Ollie, and 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 this is it. You know, uh, um, whenever someone comes out with with a, you know, we listen, we're liberal lefties and all of that. Well, I certainly am. I couldn't speak to Catherine. But whenever somebody comes out with obnoxious uh, 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 views, and, and Jonathan did come out with some obnoxious views on this yeah. show. He also he, tried it on with us a bit, didn't he, online? And we yeah. called him out for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would we, we would not only challenge him, I would correct him. Yeah. And if it became too obnoxious, I would cut him off and I would apologise to the listener, to anybody who may have been offended. And yeah, he did some weird things with me. He made like these little sort of stop-motion... Oh. Lego videos of of me and my kids, and oh, and I yeah. called it. I, I pulled him up on it, and I called him out um, yeah. for it. I mean, um, I get why some people wouldn't want to yeah. to listen to him. Of course, I do. But me Can personally, I, I, I would be fascinated to know yeah. what has happened and what yeah. has changed, if anything. That's what I want to say. Is like I, I want to hear if he's reflected on it. I want to hear what it's like in prison for racists if you go into racist gangs or something. You can, Jonathan <laughs> he's, he's been, this guy's been watching gang. Prison Break season one. Hold my pocket. Can you imagine him in the uh, prison yard deciding which gang he's going to be in? 
with the Mexicans or the blacks. <laughs> it's going to be pumping iron. Um, I, I just really want to know. Here's the thing about Jonathan, <laughs> and it's easy for us to say because we were not his victims, and I can understand why his victims uh, don't want to hear his voice, right? But the, the experience he's had, I want to know if it's changed him. Whether he yeah. is gonna, because uh, there were there were moments of, uh, there were moments where you heard a, a a damaged kid with Jonathan. Oh God, the relationship with his parents yeah. that we touched on, and yeah. um, you know they were they were few and far between, but they were the little moments where I thought, ah, oh, hang on a minute, we we might be getting to the point with him. Yeah. Um, and then he go back to being racist and stuff, and we ban him again, but we can't. We we can't make judgments about people's fitness as callers based on their criminal records. Otherwise, we'd have no callers. <laughs> we would have very very few callers. Um, and you're right. If if he'd have used this show to to um, target people. to target people, then that that's a different thing altogether. Um, no, I'm I, at the moment, and I, it might change. Uh, but I have thought about this a lot. I am very very comfortable with the idea of him calling in. And on an emotional level, we can't control our emotions, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm looking forward are to you, it. Are you hoping that he's going to come back a changed man? I bet he's not there. Of course he isn't. No. But I hope for his... Listen, I would hope for his own personal sanity and welfare and for those of his victims, yeah. his victims, that, that he has come back. But do you know what? Actually, I'm not even sh- that sure I'd necessarily the first few calls talk about prison I'd want yeah. to talk to him about retro video games I'd want to talk to, I'd want to talk to him about that stuff more mm-hmm. than go so tell us what it was like inside for a for a, a racist guy like yourself I'm not, I, I don't think I'd want to do it like that I just want to have a just want to have a, treat him as a caller if no. he wants to phone up and say yeah I want to talk to you about which beach boy I think I could have in a fight you know <laughs> that kind of vibe um, that's that's kind of where I'd where I'd go I think I don't know I, Ollie. I don't know. I, yeah, but I just think, does prison make people like that worse or better? That's the thing that I really want to know. Yeah. Well, well, there's one way to find out, Ollie. Go in prison. Yes. <laughs> OK. Hey, listen, so, what so was... We, we, Ollie and I and Roger, another regular caller, we play... We play um, we're not... Like, we, you know, it's not like we hang out and stuff, but we hang out online. Oh. And we... um uh his feelings now. <laughs> well, yeah. No, well, we don't... When, when have we ever hung out in IRL? I'm saying, yeah. to save time. Where are we? We're not. Because <laughs> you're weird. I'm crying. Yeah, good. He's outside your house now. Uh, <laughs> just turning back. Going, oh well. No, but we we play we play games online, video games online, yeah. and uh, you can watch us. You can watch us quite often on Twitch.tv/slash Ian Lee. By the way, all my Twitch game streaming family friendly now. Apart from uh, yeah. so, you and Roger need to watch your language. There was a lot of F's and S's the other day. Stop it. Yeah, I did, I did mean to. But my wife tells me that when you click on the page, it says adult content. Well, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change the setting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. I like Ollie's calls because whenever he mentions his wife, she's always the one setting him straight about things. I'll be honest, his wife was getting on my nerves the other day. She had a really hacking cough in the background while we were playing and it was just putting me off. Anyway, that's by the by. That's for him to discuss with it's like her. It's that time he said, my wife thinks you bully me. I would love to know the conversations that they have. Yeah, yeah. She thinks he can do better. Yeah, shut up, Holly. Yeah. Just, 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 just shut up. No, it, but, we, but we, I was getting a bit bored of Apex Legends because it is a bit boring. But So Ollie recommended another yeah. game. Overcooked. No, 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 we haven't played that yet. Oh. He recommended a game, which is flipping brilliant. What is it called? Oh, yeah. Dick, Dick, Big oh. Dong. What? <laughs> What's it called? Dim, dim Sum. Sure. Nid, nid Hog. Nid Hog, right? Yeah. And it's like an old... 
Eight bit? I always get confused with the bits. Eight bit, sixteen uh, well, bit. The first, the first one's like eight bit, like um, Atari esque game. But yeah. this one's like sixteen bit. Sixteen bit. So it's like old school thing. And basically, you've got you're on a screen, and it's two of you. And you've got to have like a sort of sword fight, and whoever knocks the other person down can then carry on r- rushing forward. So uh-huh. one of you goes left, and one of you goes right, and basically you've got to run to the end of this series of screens, just trying to have a sword fight with the other guy and beat him. Man, it's some game. It's yeah. it's funny as hell. One match went on for like ten minutes, didn't it? Well, or yeah, because no, it doesn't. Can't go for more than that, Ollie, because ten minutes is the lit- is the game limit, as you know. So oh, I don't even know why you're saying that. You're the expert. So. Um, but it's some game. What's Dim Sung? It's called or something? Knob Sung. Uh, hog. Hog, hard hog, hard road hog two, the whole hog, the whole hog two. Isn't that that film where John Travolta goes to Las Vegas on a motorbike? Wild hogs. Thank you. It's Wild Hogs. My dad's got that on DVD. Great movie. Great game. (laughs) Well, this is the game of it. It's called Wild Hogs Two, and it's a great game. Ollie, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Did we do the break? Oh, let's do it now. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. I uh, I like it when I have a holiday. A because I like holidays, and B I come back enthused for the show. Um, yeah, I'm coming towards the end of the second show, and I think it's been a humdinger. Of course, that enthusiasm will wane halfway through Thursday's show. We know that. We know that the energy levels will go back to zero. All right, and then it'll be back to the same old rubbish. We know that. Enjoy it while it lasts, guys. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Here's a good one. Judge orders. Both twins to pay child support when neither admits paternity. It's a bit like a modern-day version of... I'm going to say King Solomon. Was it Solomon who was going to cut yes. the baby in half? Yes. It was, wasn't Two it? Two mothers fighting over a baby. He says, right, you can have half each. Well, why, why, were, they fight, why were they fighting over one baby? What happened? Because they thought, well, they both thought it was their baby. Okay. No, no, they didn't. No, they did. Well, okay. Well, no, they although didn't. one obviously knew it wasn't. Yeah, but why did she know that it wasn't? She could... Come on, class, you know the answer to this. I don't. Well, okay, so um, there are two mums... Someone's baby's died. How? Uh, Doesn't matter how. Yeah, you're right, one of the babies died, and so she took the baby and um, she swapped babies. Right. And uh, King Solomon said, right, whose whose baby is it? And they both went, it's mine! Whose baby... Come on, come on, ladies, whose baby's the live baby? It's mine! He said, all right, fine. Well, this is, and this is because he's a wise man. He sounds uh-huh. like a violent man, but a wise man. He said, okay, right. Well, then what I'm going to do, if it's both yours, I'm going to chop it in half. You can have half each. And so he got the sword and he was about to swing it down. And the woman who'd stolen the baby went, okay, no, 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 it's not. It's not my baby. Oh, I thought the story was the real mother said, no, she can have him. Because that's true love. The true motherly love is to let the baby. Okay, go you're with someone right. else rather than right. die. You're probably right. Whereas the other woman was like, "Yeah, I love half." Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. In fact, thank you. you we, well, I've I've got that story wrong for the last forty five years. I've been going around chopping babies up. Yay! Anyway, this is like a modern version of of King Solomon, um, not in any way connected with his minds. The Brazilian y- judge called out the deadbeat dad, whichever identical twin he is, for not stepping up for his baby. So, a pair of identical twins in Central Brazil. They don't talk like that. Are in double trouble. It's a bit Portuguese, so it's a bit more... Brazil! 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 It's a bit more like Brazil. They say Brazil. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think so. No, 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 it's wrong. It's I, wrong. I, I no, 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 no. We're moving on from that. It's finished. I did Portuguese no. for a year. Okay, so. fine. Well, we're not talking about Portugal. We're talking about Brazil. So you're wrong, actually. Mm. A pair of identical twins in Brazil are in double trouble after a judge ordered them to pay child support for a single baby. One of the twins had a casual fling with a woman who later gave birth to a baby girl. The woman isn't certain which twin is the dad. Holy moly, what is going on here? Gone to Italy, apparently. Judge Felipe Luis Barucca, sounds like Veruca, ordered the brothers and identified only as Fabrizio and Fernando to take DNA tests. Both tests came back positive, according to the New York Times. And neither man would fess up to being the father, likely hoping to avoid paying up. The judge, who sits in the state of Goyas, said the two men were taking away the child's right to know her real dad. He ordered each twin to fork over $60 a month, or 30% of the Brazilian minimum wage towards child support. That'll actually help the child. She'll be getting twice as much as kids from a similar economic background. Peruca also called out the deadbeat dad in his court ruling, accusing him of acting in bad, bad faith, and stating... Such a vile behaviour cannot be tolerated by the law. Uh, the judge ruled that the names of both men will appear on the girl's birth certificate. Gosh. It, well, it, the, the lesson there is? Find out what his name is. Never have it off with a twin. Well, if that was the case, I wouldn't be born. Um, why mo- did you have it off with a twin? No, my mother was a twin. Is a twin. So hey. your, your mum... Had it off, and I was with the, the result- Brazilian man. No, your mum had it off. How dare! How shame on you! You, you said about your elderly. Your she's elderly. not elderly. She's a pensioner. She's not. She's how old is she? Sixty-two. Uh, that's pension. Sixty-three. Yeah, that's pension. Not pension anymore, age. ain't. Uh, that's pension age for a lady. She's no OP. No, she's a senior. <gasps> well, right, she's a senior citizen. No, she's not. Oh, sorry. You, 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 you're you're just basically accuse your mum of being an SLAG. No, I'm not. And now you're um you're having a go at me because I'm uh, because I'm talking about chronology. You need to get your priorities sorted out. You've bad-mouthed your mother. And she will hear this, minus my bits. I will um, redact my bits. But I will be sending her um, uh, an edited audio of the last five minutes of this broadcast. Doesn't matter what you say now, because I won't include it. Yeah. Unless it's really rude about your mum again. She's a brilliant woman. Too late. That's not going in. And uh, she would... Yeah. Yeah, we go. She, she would go. understand. She's quite a, an open Have you got a story, person. or do we go to Andre? Yeah, no. Oh, God. No. A woman in China has given birth to twins with two oh, different dads. Andre, you've got to wait. Jeez. Okay. I mean, t- no, tell you what, be my guest, have that. Andre, good news. You jumped the queue. Yeah. I've got a bit of a prop. Oh, hi, Ed. Hi, Kath, by the way. Hello, Kath. Yep, go on. Oh, bit economical with the airwaves again. I'm tempted right. to allow mm. Jonathan on and ban Andre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I haven't got my lappy on, by the way, but um, all I'd like to say, you don't just talk about that cat. Yes. You know what to do? No. What cat, what, you know what cats don't like? Um, orange, being buggered, I found out. No, orange peel. They have the hard it. way. Line the perimeter of your garden with orange peel and it won't get out. You're telling me if I put orange peel all around my garden, my cat will stay in. Problem with that, yeah, d- it, will. it won't you eat oranges. It. I will not eat an orange. I'll eat a tangerine, no, but that will take a lot of... It's orange just... or cats hate it, Ian. 
Where so does Ian? Put, put orange peel under a cat's nose and it'll run a mile. You don't, want to run, you don't want him to run a mile. That's him to stay in. Well, you don't want him to get out of the garden. Put it around the perimeter, don't you? So it stays in the garden. Oh, here's yeah. a weird thing. Someone I used to be really good friends with is going to be on the Matthew Wright show tomorrow, Carvis Tarabi. Carvis Tarabi's dad. Carvis Tarabi's dad is is Iranian, and he used to think the lyrics. I can smell that, Andre. He used to think that you know the going for gold thing. You know going That's for gold. It's a grown up person on the end of the phone. By you know the way. going for gold. Henry Kelly. He did um. Yeah. Well, he thought each line was sung in a different language. Oh, excuse me. And he thought the well, first line was... The last one was horrible. He thought the first line was... Dahimizon. Dahimizon. Yeah, no, he thought it was all in different European languages. <laughs> the time is right. That's all, but... Yeah, but anyway, he was on the uh, show with a, uh, uh, someone I don't really like to. All right, Andre, oh, thanks yeah, so much, mate. then, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you. There Thank we you. go. 0344 Stop <laughs> Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, we've got Kate Robbins on the show tomorrow night at 10 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to a lot. A lot. What have you got, Catherine? She's a good one. No, I was going to tell you oh, that story about the, by the way. about the woman who got busted for cheating when she had uh, twins by two different dads. It's possible. Um. Okay. I heard this on Keith and the Girl, I've got to say, but it was prompted by your delightful story don't, about don't the twins. Don't give them credit. They don't deserve credit. I like they're, them. They're, they're, no, I like no, them. no, 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 no. I like don't them very much. They're very entertaining. No, 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 they're banned. Story was revealed after the couple from southeastern Shymen City had to register... Shymen? The... They Shy weren't that shy. Shymen. They weren't that shy. Had to... Obviously, they were quite uh, uh, forthcoming. Forthcoming. <gasps> Sec- only the second coming. Two coming. Two, two men are coming in Shymen City. The story was revealed after what, the couple Pepsi-Cola with that? from southeastern Chinmen City. Why are you doing a Chinese voice? That's actually a fine. I'm not uh, doing it in a Chinese voice. Races. I'm just waiting for you to jump in. Don't. Had to register birth their twin sons at the local police station early last year. In order to complete the registration, they had to pre- produce the results of a paternity test to prove that the babies were theirs. The husband, known only by a pseudonym, Zhao Long, had well, wondered why one of his sons didn't look like him. Meanwhile, Willie Short... <laughs> Upon receiving the DNA results, he was... That only works if you consider the word jowl to mean penis. Jowl long. Jowl long, very. <laughs> or apparently not long enough. The last 30 minutes of the show are my favourite, even though they're g- it's generally the worst. Is this you speaking now, or is this... Uh, think are you in it character? Sound like me? Did it sound well, like you me? You were looking at your screen at the time, so I thought like it might have been a tweet. It, was it my voice? Oh. Did you see my mouth moving? Yeah, unfortunately. Well, it was me. Upon receiving... See the... my fingers moving in a minute. Finished now. <laughs> Jow Long. Jow Long in Shyman City. Go on. Jow Long. Has this been going on? About nine months. Get it? You're two shy men when one of you's the dad. We both are. <laughs> Upon receiving the DNA results, he was still shocked at discovering that one of the boys did not have any biological relationship with him, according to a director at the Fujian Shengtai Forensic Identification Centre. You know, in China, they've done experiments and they can shrink people to an inch. I didn't know that. Yep. How do you know? I've read files. 
They can shrink people to an inch. Carry on. I've nearly finished. According to the director, Mr Zhang, you don't need to know his first name, it's none of your business. Zhao Long was furious after reading the DNA report and confronted his wife. Well, you would, wouldn't you? It was reported that the wife initially denied the affair and accused her husband of falsifying the results. Ah, fake news. <laughs> Upon being confronted by Zhao Long, the wife admitted she'd slept with another man and that it was a one-night stand. Zhao Long! already done that. I did it better, well, like I often do. No, but see, what he does is he does it louder and then... People think it's his joke, but actually, this been going on? it's always oh. mine. Oh yeah! What the hell was that bit? Satchmo. Twins being born with different fathers is an extremely rare occurrence, known as heteropaternal superfecundation. The old superpaternal heterofecundation. <laughs> We've all been there, lads. According to experts, the exact odds of the phenomenon are hard to calculate, but previous studies suggest the chance could be between 1 in 400 pairs and 13,000 pairs, according to The Guardian. Well, that's not that bad. Uh, hang on, what? No, what? Yeah. 1 in 400 pairs is fathered by a different man. Well, you know what I say. Go on. One in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> Stop it! That's that way, terrible. that way, you know. You know how long this has been going on. <laughs> What was this story? And this isn't a funny story that we're about to do. So this is so you need to stop laughing because actually I want to go back to the story you mentioned during the news. Which one? During the the break about the penises being chopped off. Oh yeah. What is that? And this isn't this genuinely isn't a funny story. Well, it's a weird thing. I think it's a drug thing. Let me let me check. Right. So I'm going to put in. Co- what? I need to find it again now. What? Costa del Sol. <laughs> I wish you'd finish that that word instead of just leaving it hanging. And penis. Um. What could possibly go wrong? Here we go. This is in the sun.co.uk slash news. I don't think they can slash. Slash 8823800 second hyphen man hyphen costa hyphen del hyphen sol hyphen hacked hyphen off hyphen penis hyphen sex hyphen game backslash. Okay. See, the sun is taking this very... with. But actually, it's terrible. But, do you want to hear something funny? Do you want to hear something funny? Go on. This is this is um, from. Hang on a minute. Let me find it. This is. They're uh, giving this title Willy Riddle. No, what are you talking about? This uh, is, sort of this is uh, Pete Tong. Yeah. Reading out the BBC oh, r- website for the first time ever in 1995. Brilliant. This is flipping. Many thanks to Eric Powell for an excellent selection of tunes, and as he up his box there. We'll just take a little look at what he played during the last couple of hours and provide a list of it in this coming week's Update magazine, the next edition of Mixmag, and we'll post it out there on the BBC homepages of the internet. And I keep saying that and not giving you the address, and I do get a lot of inquiries, so it's very complicated, but here it comes. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash (laughs) www.bbcnc.org.uk forward slash BBC TV forward slash Radio 1 forward slash P slash Tong forward slash index full stop HTML. I know it doesn't make sense, but if you've got a computer and you're out there on the internet, you will understand what I mean. <laughs> oh, Pete, mate. <laughs> Isn't that great? Willie Riddle. Yeah. Second bloodied man found wandering around Costa del Sol with hacked off penis could be victim of sex game gone wrong, cops fear, after ruling out cannibal drug theory. Okay. That's well, just that's... the title. Yeah. 
The man was found on a Costa del Sol street, waving his detached member in one hand while claiming to be an alien called Sergio, according to reports. Wow. Well, an actual alien or a, a, an illegal alien. alien called Sergio. Cops fear a man found wandering cops. the streets. Cops. Cops. Cops with a P. Found wandering the streets. Cops fear a man found wandering the streets of the Costa del Sol holding his own detached penis had it cut off as part of a sex game gone wrong. That's gone very, 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 very wrong. The Spanish man was seen waving the detached member in one hand while claiming to be an alien called Sergio. Wow. He was rushed to hospital for emergency surgery where medics found the remains of his wrecked willy wrapped with rubber bands and shoelaces. Flipping neck. Ooh. That's going to smart. Put some Savlon on that and don't yes. pick it, but I don't fancy your chances. It was also reported he showed signs of having suffered a blow to the head and having been suffocated. This is nasty. According to Diario Sur, uh, police are probing the theory he may have been involved in a Always sex game do the accent. with others which involved extreme torture. They're also investigating the idea he may suffer serious mental health issues, oh, you think, yeah. and voices told him to mutilate himself. It, oh, my God. Comes less than a month after a 33-year-old Brit was found wandering the streets of Zaragoza, where I used to live, with his penis in a plastic bag after chopping it off at home. The Brit told cops he chopped off his own manhood on the 14th of March and investigators said he may have been on the influence of drugs or could have mental health problems. Wow. Wow. An investigation into the incident on Sunday is now underway. Local police stopped the man in Ben El Madina after a local rang them to say he'd spotted a stranger staggering near his home with blood on his crotch. At first he claimed to be an alien named Sergio, but later said he was a woman called Naomi. Doctors who confirmed his penis had been half amputated and another part torn have have operated on him at Ben El Madina Hospital. Police say he's now been identified. Uh, 32-year-old Spaniard. Source said investigations are continuing, but everything at this moment in time is pointing towards the man self-harming. Hey, poor bloke. Flipping it. Terrible. Isn't it? But the one in Zaragoza, last month the 33-year-old was remanded in custody by a judge on suspicion of amputating his British flatmate's penis in the Zaragoza incident. The unnamed Spaniard was arrested on March 14th, nearly a week after the unidentified Brit was rushed to hospital after being spotted bleeding heavily in the street near his expat home. Police found his sex organ in a plastic bag in their flat and he was reattached in an emergency op. What the hell is going on? Officers initially said they thought the expat had harmed himself and were not looking for anyone else. But the case took a dramatic twist with the arrest announced after a local paper reported the Londoner had been using a social networking app to search for someone to film him amputating his penis. I've I've heard of, of that being a thing where people get sexually aroused at the thought of carrying out an amputation on themselves, but they've almost never go through with it it's it's the 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 thought but a lot they spend a lot of their time looking for someone to watch it that's the turn on is 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 the thought of someone watching them amputate and it can be a limb it can be a penis it can be whatever but but almost never goes they almost never go through with it but it's um i saw a a thing years ago about people who felt like they shouldn't have legs and, and they were trying to find doctors who would do an amputation, a voluntary amputation. What a world. What a world we live in. Nigel, stay there. We will come to you next. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, Paul Ross will be on after one. He's got Billy Bragg on tonight. We've had Billy on the show. I, I, I only met him um, whenever it was. Was it a year ago? Mm-hmm. Probably more than that. Um, what a nice bloke. Billy Bragg is 
everything you'd expect Billy Bragg to be, plus a little bit more. He's such a delightful gentleman, so I should look forward to hearing that. Um, 0344 499, if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, hi, Ian. Hey, Nigel, how's things going? Not too bad. I've been into Mason again. You've been Um, what? Been into Mason again. Beautiful. Have you been to the food bank yet? It was raining all the way to Maystone. I got soaked, you know, again. Have you been to the food bank yet? Yes, uh, they, um, because I missed the last one, they're going to do me one for tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Brilliant. Oh, so you're going to go uh, tomorrow? I've got to collect it tomorrow. Is that because um, the, the, the last time, because of the weather or something, I didn't turn up, and they, they had one, it was ready, but I didn't. Yeah, this so is I've the got, thing, I've yeah. Got one. All right, brilliant. Well, go, brilliant. yeah, make sure make sure you do go tomorrow, because people put a lot of yeah. work into... Well, um, I spoke... I spoke to the man that does the food, and, he said, and, he, and I told him what I wanted, and he's going to do that specially for me. Brilliant. Well, make make sure um, you do go, because they put a lot of work yeah. into putting all that together, and it would be a shame for it to go to waste. Sure. Of course, I need to, you know, because I, I haven't got much money left for a week. I've got to go a whole week without very much money. Yeah. Uh, have you seen that Asian porn on Twitter? Gosh, um, I mean, that really, um, that caught me by surprise. Asian porn. On Twitter, well, it's rather good because it takes me, it relaxes me, <laughs> but you know, it takes my mind off troubles and things. I find anyway. But uh, are you looking now for it? No, no, oh. not on a work computer. It's just that there's a lot of good things on on Twitter. A lot of films on Twitter that are good. Asian uh, porn. Pardon. Did we hear right what you said, Nigel? Asian porn. Asian porn, it's called, yeah. Uh, and it's... It's, it's, fr- it's free, too. It's a free one. Oh gosh. Well, good, because money's, money's a bit tight at the moment, uh, I hear. Well, I, I, I think it's breaking up a bit, the signal, a little bit. Okay, unfortunately, it's not. Um, Hang on, I'll just move into the kitchen. Okay, as gosh. We go, as we go through the tea hole... Is, 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 is that what they refer to it as? I don't know, I've not seen it. I did like what you were talking about. It's rather disgusting. Pe- people cutting their penises off. It's terrible. Gosh, this conversation really is going downhill. Taking no, it, it went. It, it's at the bottom of the hill. It was there for the last ninety seconds, but it really is taking yeah. so many twists and turns. Maybe maybe the person was looking at too many Dickens books, uh, or maybe they were looking at too much Asian porn. I don't know. If you it, 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 okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Well, okay. thanks, Nigel. Um, I'll call you tomorrow earlier, OK? Here we go. Um, well. Um, gosh. Do I put out another Nigel update? I would leave that one... I would, I would probably leave that one... On Twitter, he says, gosh. And it's free. Wow. Um, I, I mean... Actually... Actually speechless. Actually speechless. Still, he's going to the food bank tomorrow. No wonder he can't go. He's, he's, he's found free Asian porn on Twitter. <laughs> he needs to keep his strength up. Well, Asian porn. On Twitter. Yeah. Free. You know, it's, it's free. It don't cost him anything, does it? Free. I, I, I'm... Very like maybe twice in my entire twenty-year career have I been, but I'm speechless. I thought I must have heard it wrong, but no. Well, I thought it was a, like a thing. 
like a, like a like a like an account, like a, a spoof account. But I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Not on a work computer. Um, I wait till I get home. Okay. Wow, that um, was not the update. That was not the Nigel update. I've been away for a week. What have you done to him? That was nothing to do with me. Uh, okay. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, we've just had something we can't unhear. How about this story? Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. Good. Moving moving swiftly on. A woman is was living out her worst nightmare when it turned out her eye infection was caused by bees living inside her eye and <laughs> eating her tears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris Morris, go on, this is great. In what's described as a world's first, doctors from Fu Yin University Hospital in Taiwan managed to extract four bees from her eye socket. Four. According to the Daily Mail, the woman, only owned by, uh, no, no known only by her surname, He, was cleaning... Sorry? Around. She's known only by her surname, He. So it was a bloke? No, a woman. Well, hang on, what are they called? Surname, he. No, her. Was cleaning... No, a, hang on, hang on a minute. So is it, is it it's a man? She, no, she's a he. So it's it's trans. No, she's a he. She's a she's well, a member on. of the he. So she so she so it's a woman. No. All right. What's her name? He. No, her. What's what's she called? He. Not interested in him. I want to know about her. She's called he. When did she call him? <laughs> How does she know him? She's she's he. What's her? He. I'm not. It's not funny. I'm not. So what is her name? He. Not him, her! He. Ooh, you're getting on my nerves now. Etc. 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 Who's on first? I don't know who's on second. Thank you very much. We continue. He, she, I follow B. <laughs> she was cleaning a relative's... Can we go back to the Asian porn, please? <laughs> Maybe this is it. I don't know. She was cleaning a relative's grave and pulling out weeds when the insect flew straight into her eyes. She described feeling something in her eye but assumed it was dirt or sand, so she tried to flush out the particles with water. However, the pain persisted and by night time she started tearing up and felt a sharp pain in her eye. God. <laughs> How you're finding this funny? Dr Hung cheating. I mean, listen. Starts off sounding like a great guy, but by the end of it you're thinking, well... Hung cheating. <laughs> this is come on. This is, this is not a real story. It is. I've got a video of it. Doctor Hung Cheating, the head of ophthalmology at the hospital, told a press conference something. that the twenty-year-old was hospitalised with cellulitis and keratitis, a bacterial skin infection, and the inflammation of the cornea. He then proceeded to inspect her eye under his microscope, but discovered, God, insect legs wriggling in her socket. No one wants that. He took him out and realised that it was four sweat bees feeding on Ms. He's tears. The bees were extracted alive from her eyes. And there is video, the video Ev. Let's have a look. Let's watch this. There's an eye. There's bees. Yeah, there's bees in her eyes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Look. Feeding on her tears. And he's, he's doing that. It's like that test you have with the optician where they... Puff air into. Are we going to see an eye? Are we going to see a bee climbing out of her eye? Oh no, that's so fine now. All right, we're just watching. A... That's he. No, that's a woman. Definitely, it's so hard to tell these days. We're just watching. Um, a, we're just watching a news report. We're not watching a, a bee being taken out of an eye. 
Okay, well, that's great, There's my action. Yeah, we go. You show show me something that's actually useless. While sweat bees tend to be non-aggressive, they're known to be attracted by human sweat, hence the name. It's also fortunate she'd not rubbed her eyes when she felt pain as it could have squashed and killed the insect in her eye, which would have led to more serious issues and even caused blindness. Ms He has been discharged and is expected to make a full recovery. Dr Hung also added that the incident serves as a reminder for those who practice Quing Ming, also known as... Quim what? Quim Quim Ming. Because that's how Michael Crawford got... No, Michael York. No, Michael Douglas got mouth cancer was from Quimming. Are you saying this is how she got a bee in her eye from Quimming? Quing Ming. Quimming. Also known as Tomb Sweeping Day. Well, there's a euphemism. Well, I mean, seriously, needs must. (laughs) To take precautions and wear goggles. (laughs) Well, uh, do you know what? I'm prepared to wear goggles. Do you remember um, the dental dam? Yes. Wasn't that when you were supposed to put like a bit of plastic over a lady's um, thing? So when you went quimming, I thought we put it in your mouth like a oh, like a rugby like player. A, oh, I thought it was like a bit of cling film you put over a a, um, a Wang Chung. So when you when you were licking it, you were basically just licking a fanny through Point, a bit of plastic. A bit pointless, isn't it? But uh, so stop you getting a Michael Douglas. Anyway, that's that sorted. That's it's your last, health slot. Last last ten minutes has been appalling. I mean, just really horrible. Yeah. Awful. Hideous. Awful, awful. Um, we'll do the secret menu story tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> That's not time big, for food. Big cat fears grow in... Who's the guy who's looking for pumas, he used to call us? Chris? Luke? Luke. Was it Luke? He was a nut job either way, but maybe he wasn't. He was a security guard. Man of well, a lot of them are. They, can't, they, can't get, they, they work at night. Anyone who works at night is a weirdo. What time's Paul on? <laughs> Big cat fears grow in southwest as Jim Boss spots large feline in Devon after spate of sightings in neighbouring Cornwall. Britain's big cat outbreak could be wider than first feared after a man come in, Paul. After a man claims he has spotted one twice in a second county. Steve Swatton, sixty-three. This is probably because my cat has just gone for a walk. Claims he's seen a large fawn cat and a large black cat on the outskirts of his home city of Plimpton, Devon. He spoke out after reading about the recent sightings and incidents in... Oh, come on. There's not a place called Harrow Barrow. <laughs> yes. Harrow Barrow. Why not? It's like Har- Haribo. <laughs> um, oh, look at the state of him. Uh, Mr Swatton, co-owner of Flex Fitness Gym, said the first time he saw a big cat in Plimpton... Listen, listen to this. Okay, right. He said, it was probably about 50 yards in front of me. I saw a real big cat and I knew it wasn't a normal cat because of the tail. I'd, I'd, I don't know if I'd buy all of this. Big cats, Paul. Big cats, you buy this. It was a hardy annual when I was training on local papers in the West Country, even in the early 80s. The yeah. Beast of Bodmin. The Beast of Bodmin. The, the Exmoor Panther. We had as well the Exmoor Panther. And they tried to pretend there was one in a place called Topsham, which the locals pronounced Topsham. And it wasn't at all. It was a great big ginger cat. Because the OSP came out and said, here, we did the kind of classic photograph. The disgruntled OSP came and holding up a ginger moggy. One of my favourite guests <laughs> on Howard Hughes, the marvellous Howard Hughes, Sunday nights at 10 o'clock, was um, uh, the woman who claimed that she had been um, uh, chased by a yeti in Manchester. Yeah. And that there are a series of tunnels. We've all been on those stages. There was a series of tunnels under Manchester that come right down through the Pennines where the yeti, all these Sasquatch live yeah. underground and she made it, she made it her life's work this happened 50 years ago she made it her life's work to find these yeti and she she's so far she hasn't caught them yet
but she keeps on trying. It's only a matter of time, only surely. Of time. You've got Billy Bragg on. We have, yes. He's got a great documentary out this Friday on BBC4 about Skiffle. Oh, because he wrote a book about yeah, a couple it. A couple of the years ago. Great brilliant. Book. Oh, there's a documentary. Yeah, there. documentary. This week, and he's been all over the place. Uh, they've got some amazing footage of schoolboys being interviewed by Hugh Weldon, the kind of great uh, BBC early broadcaster, talking about Skiffle. And there's a frightfully posh schoolboy who's young Jimmy Page oh, in the Skiffle Band. there you go. So some great stuff. So Billy oh. Bray's grateful. He's also got a book out about a kind of Faber have launched a new series of effectively political essays, and he's been the he's the launch author. So he's talking about that as well. So a bit of politics from Billy, of course, he's and Skiffle. A, he's he's brilliant, Billy Bragg. I don't know much about his music, but when I was in the jungle, Shappy was a big Billy Bragg fan, and she recommended a couple of albums, and, and I got them, and they're great. And um, We had him on the show, and... He was just, the, it's just the nicest. Yeah, he is. Very level-headed. Real nice. gentleman. For a while f- portrayed by the tabloid, just some kind of raving trot. And he's not that at all. No, and I was, I think I was, I was kind of expecting that. He was, he was, he was doing some filming for a Top of the Pops, you know, retrospective, and he fitted me in. And he was just such yeah. a delight. Oh, I look forward to that. I'll listen so to him. So we're doing that. And also, um, we've got a space story with a twist. We're going to Houston in Texas. Um, because they've just had this major interplanetary conference. And the man who's been organising for five years got very fed up because he said, I'm reading these five, six hundred word tomes. So they run each year now a haiku competition. Oh. So you have to boil down all your research into 17 syllables with a seasonal reference. Oh. So he's telling us about this. It's a lovely way to kind of approach this. And it's got to refer directly to your research. I here's the thing, we've only got thirty seconds. We won't have time to answer that. I don't really understand how haikus work. I know it's a certain number of syllables, but also but it has to be and the season must be referred to. Right. That's, that, those, that's the rule. There's a it? famous, wonderful female haiku writer, and I've only got the English translation, and she lost her son when her son was nine. Yeah. And she wrote this, the translation. I wonder in what fields at play he chases butterflies at play, my little boy who went away. And the butterflies is the seasonal reference. And it's just yeah. the one, and that shows you what you can do in 17 you know syllables. We, we, we can't I top take four that. hours of load of old tosh. We can't top that. We'll be back tonight at 10. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, Catherine. Paul Ross is up next. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate, and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift.